0: yo yo welcome back to another june's logic feel me episode 2 chess game so if you to pick up where we left off on the last um, episode uh, we were just, I was referring I was making the uh, comparison of life and moving, making your moves, your next move your best move, you know, things of that nature I was, refer, you know, comparing that to you know, just the how we live life, you know the way we maneuver, you know, the choices that we make, what, what are they based on? So let's start off, you know, to explain the, let's, let's let's explain the chess piece. You know, the first piece that we have to focus on would be the pawn. Now the pawn has the least value on the board, right? The equivalent of that is you starting it from scratch, shouts to Team Humble. So I watch plenty of men under this Team Humble umbrella go from just being, you know, maybe shy guys and not really promoting what they do or being as, you know, ambitious at some point, you know, just being content, still being successful, being content, you know, not going any faster, not looking for any more and, you know, things to do, not really, you know, just working, getting money, you know, and building, nothing wrong with that. Um, I've seen some guys go from not having a job to creating their own opportunities now, you know, becoming entrepreneurs selling what they sell, Nutriverse t-shirts, uh, you name it, across the board, you know, some people investing in stock now, it's a lot of stuff going on here, you know, got a lot of people, you know, like I said, shouts to my man Phil, he just got his first dream car, it's dope, I think it was, I'll, to be honest with you, I think it was, it was a Porsche, it was a nice, pff, nice too, shouts to him, young man, getting money, doing his things, and finances, and moving forward, so, before I keep rambling, the pawn you start from scratch right I've seen these men also and women young kings and queens I've seen them start curling you know burn out after dark is what they do I've seen them start burning you know doing this 100 curls a night you know and they stay consistent with it right they went from having no weights on the curl bar you know doing their 100 repetitions to going up to at least sixty pounds, curling a hundred times, and it was almost every day. To be honest with you, I mean, basically it would, you know, every other day for the most part, or every day. Some people kept it every day. You didn't see it on, the, you know, on the pictures or on the videos, but some people did it every day. Most people every other day, just to get it in, or they waited to burn out after dark, you know. But um, the pawn, how it how it compares to the human being and, and, and the man or a young queen that you are, right, young king. Young queen that you are. It's your lowest point. While you're building, you're putting yourself in position to make a big move. I'll repeat that. While you're at your lowest point and you're building, you're building to put yourself in position to make a bigger move. You are building to put yourself in position to make a bigger move. What does that mean? What does that mean to you? You know, June's logic I'm working out, getting my health right, I'm eating good, I'm reading books now or more often. You know, I'm creating a routine, I'm disciplined, self disciplined, because. I have to wake up every morning, though I'm watching the video, I have to literally, I have to really get down and do these push-ups, you feel me? I have to really do these curls, I have to really do these sit-ups, I have to really run these 3 miles and 4 miles, I have to really walk these um, 5 miles, you know what I mean? And Whatever it is that you created for yourself that keeps you moving forward and engaged and, and confident and motivated to keep moving forward with your dreams and your goals and your plans. You know, if you didn't have them, the routine, you will start seeing things very clear and you'll see the opportunity there because you're learning more about yourself. You feel me? So it's like you're not wasting any time or energy because it's all being reciprocated. You're all put you're putting it back into it. You're reinvesting it into yourself financially, spiritually, healthy wise, you know, health wise, food wise, what you consume changes. You have more energy. You get to do a lot more. You get to plan a lot more. You get a lot more things done, man. So that's the sacrifice. That time, those foods, that luxury, you know, when you was at your lowest point, it wasn't worth value. It was hurting you. So what can I do to make this pawn? How can I move as a pawn to put myself in a better position? To make a bigger move. Because I have a lot of artillery behind me. So ladies and gentlemen, that's the introduction to the poem. Welcome to the chess game. You are here. Now you know. So there's that's the gift and the curse, by the way. Well, the gift and the blessing, pardon me. That's the gift and the blessing. Because now that you know, you can't act like you don't. And if you do, you're not spiritually aligned. And it happens, but stick to your routine, you'll get back right in line you'll get right back in alignment. But you understand how important it is for you to be to get out of line because the train is moving. You can't hang off the off the door and out the door of a moving train and don't expect something bad to happen, man. You know, you might not pay attention, you might slip and fall, might hit a little bump or something, you never know, man. So you don't you know, why gamble if you have the short shot? At life, at opportunity. You have to sacrifice the pawn moves. The pawn, your lowest self, you have to sacrifice that so you can put yourself in better position to make a bigger move. You're seeking land. You're wandering right now, so you move up one space at a time. Okay, I'm taking one step at a time. Make one move. Boom. Some of us could jump ahead too. On the chessboard, that's exactly how a pawn can move. You can move on the first move. You can make two steps jump. You could jump two steps ahead. You know, jump both feet in first. Or you could take one step at a time. It's up to you, whatever your pace, you know. Some people are way more equipped. They might have had it before, messed it up, and now they're back at, at at step one. And that's what we're here for. This is a reminder of don't give up. This is the science. This is the recipe that you made up. Because I'm just recommending, you know what I mean? Can't tell you what to do. No judgment here. We're not going to think alike. But we may think alike, you know, Similar. But never the same It'll never be the same You know what I mean So you have to respect the difference And appreciate that And learn from one another That's what we preach Reciprocate that energy man If it's positive and it's for you And it's making you feel good around that person You know King, queen, young heir, Young princess Yo go out there And then get network Engage man Find out what's going on with your people if not, you're going to be another person's stereotype, you know, giving us a stereotype, you know, thinking that we're part of the stereotype because you haven't wandered off and figured it out for yourself. If you want to know so bad what's going on over there and you're that intrigued and you're so excited about it, but it motivates you in a positive manner, why not go over there and check it out? Because some, they looking at you, look at them. So it's like, why not go over there, shake hands, introduce yourself. Hey, listen, this is what I'm about. I see you guys on the same note, but, you know, what are you really about? And then you can exchange science, moral values. You'll learn some things. You can share some science as well and give some knowledge because nobody's ever going to be you. So you have something to offer. Even if you're talking about the same thing, like I said, it's never going to be the same. We could have went to the same store, got the same bag of chips, but the cashier talked to us different. (laughs) You feel what I'm saying? It's always going to be different, man. Thank God for that. So appreciate yourself, young king, young queen, young heir, young princess. And continue to strive forward, man. I'm proud of you for whatever it's worth. And uh, it's going to be effective, man. It's working. You know? Um, Start being a part of the Team Humble Movement and really, you know, starting it off, to be honest with you, man. The idea was enormous, man. And it still is, you know. But I, I I saw it clear. I just knew that I needed to put the effort and the time behind it. And... The more I started networking, man, and wandering off into uncharted territory, things that I would never do. You know, I started off with, you know, selling Nutriburst. That's really what sparked it off for me. It showed me the possibilities. Wow, I could really sell a liquid vitamin. I'm, you know, I'm in the construction field, and I'm doing a home health aid, you know, type of work. I'm on that note, but, you know, I do have the ability to do way more. So I tried it out, was very successful at it. Created a routine for me, opened up my eyes. I started learning more about myself, and then I flourished. It was I was so excited that I was able to flourish. I had to share the science. So I started going to people that I felt was like-minded. Oh, okay, they talking the same way I'm talking. Let me let me follow them and let me listen. You know, let me sit in your church. You the preacher, okay? This is your kingdom. How y'all live over here? Oh, this is dope. Okay, cool. I, that applies. That doesn't really apply but okay i respect the difference no problem no judgment i just don't eat mustard on my hot dog you know what i mean you do okay cool but that don't mean we can't sit down and eat together i'm not gonna look at you any different because like oh Elle, he got mustard on his hot dog but she got mustard on a hot dog what is that that's for-. no i want to learn about it you know maybe there's something that i'm missing about it. you know so respect the difference man learn continue to build remember you know now you're at the second level point of no return because you know the difference when you're lagging behind and you're slipping and you're slacking and you know how you are and your pace when you're motivated and you're moving forward and you're striving and you're sticking to your plan and you have that routine now you know the difference so this is the point of no return the gift and the blessing are you going to give up your blessing and hand it off to somebody else and let's, let it, let everybody else pass you by Or are you going to just, like I said, stay on this train and listen, we're going to live our best life on this train and when we get to our destination it's going to be great. A movie. It's going to be your art. It's going to be whatever you visualize. You're going to get there. Like I said, young Phil, he visualized that car and it came faster than he knew. Manifestation. It's all a part of the game. It's the game of chess. The next move is your best move. So again, this is the introduction to a poem. If you're in your pawn stage, now you know what you're doing and what you're going towards. Now you're not now you don't now it's clear for you you have to figure out and and you know apply it and make your own recipe. That's what we're encouraging. I don't want you to do it exactly like me, but do it like me until you figure out how you do it. you know if you can do 20 curls at a time, and not 30 at a time. Who cares? We still bang. We still doing a whole hundred, and I'm still dapping you up, and we still pounding each other up, and we still showing love, man. Cause we both got through it. No bragging, no boasting, none of that. I want to see you finish just like me. Cause if you make it and I make it, then we we can we can save some people. Start within your circle, family, friends, whoever inspires you. Some people don't have these blessings, man So we gotta utilize the tools we have So whatever you have Appreciate that, for whatever it's worth, man And work with what you can And the things that you can, unfortunately Like I said in the beginning Or if you listen to it, you tap into the Team Humble Or you follow me on Instagram, you know what I mean The train is moving You wake up now We're waking up We're rising And you feel that bump It's like, oh yeah the train it this it's really we're really on the train. You understand what I'm saying? So it's okay. It's a little nervous. I understand. You know, you get a little anxious and things like that. We get it. But you got the support. You got the love, man. You know, lead by example. Put out what you want back. If you are looking for positive energy, there's people out there. If you following pot right, if you following positive people. And spiritual people and healthy people online, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you do right naturally you're going to start you're going to be the 6th or 7th person doing that because that's what you're feeding your brain or you can eat these burgers and watch the bikini, you know what I'm saying the Show you know what I mean shaking it and all of that for me OnlyFans page, some people do it for different things, but no judgment here but whatever you want is out there that's your choice in life. but how you what are you gonna do with your pawn at your pawn stage you're gonna keep, you gonna stay you're gonna stay in that spot and hold your people up behind you or you're gonna you know you can at least get out the way. but it's really only two choices you getting out the way is sacrificing yourself because now you you're just gonna wander off in front you're not looking back and you're gonna just keep moving forward. you're gonna cross enemy lines and then they're going to have a whole army waiting for you over there. You know what I mean? This is hypothetical. This is just, you know, analogies and not, you know, nothing crazy. But I'm just it's just for an example, man. You know what I mean? That's just the game of chess. You have knights, pawns, rooks, everybody waiting for you cuz you chose to just run off. You didn't stick to your plan, you didn't stick to the routine, you didn't respect you didn't respect the state you were in. And you just let that move go. So, like I said, are you going to hand off the torch and get out the way at least? You know, we don't want you to sacrifice yourself in that manner. We'd rather you ride with us. And, you know, if you're going to fall, fall into battle. You know, fall in that one-on-one game of chess. Don't fall to anything else. You know, it's, it's a lot of different ways. You know, we don't want to focus on that. That's inevitable. But what are you doing while you're here? And that's why I say got to relate. Well, Jones' logic, relating the game of life to the game of chess, because it is a game. It is. So, I don't, as many books as you read, if you do your history and your research, and I'm still learning to this day, you know, I strive. You know, let's let's keep going. You know, if you have any books too, you know, hit me up, shoot me, a, you know, shoot me up and hit me up in the DM um, at Team Humble One, Team underscore Humble underscore One. Or at the one warranty C- at the one warranty, J, Um, yeah, hit me up, man, and uh, give me a book, man, right? If you recommend anything, give me some books, man. I just finished reading the uh, laws of recognition, and uh, it was pretty dope, very it inspired me, man. These last three months, I made a couple of big moves, and uh, even this podcast, you know what I mean? So, I ain't gonna front, I was kind of nervous in the beginning, but you know, the more and more I do it, is the more, and more i open up, you know, I look at it like riding a bike, you know, and um what's the best way to learn how to ride a bike or do anything? You got to keep going. You know, get on a bike. Shit, my first video, I looked at that. It was like 10 minutes, right? I was like, man, I should have more time. But I'm like, nah, you know, on your first first bike, you got 10 pedals in. You know what I mean? In your first game, you played 10 minutes. Out of 40 minutes, you played 10 minutes. In the first game, you ever played a basketball. Shit, that's a good accomplishment. All right, I'm going to keep going now. I'm going to try to get 15. Be realistic, you know, at the time, you know, because you want to match your skill. I mean, you would shoot for the 20. You're shooting for the 20. But if you get 15, it's like, okay, I'm still on. I'm, I'm I'm nice. I'm getting on point. But it's still progress. You might hit 12. That's still a big move because you're moving forward. You're not where you were. You're figuring it out, learning yourself. Yo, my jump shot is hitting. I can't shoot threes with my inside game. My little 15-footer, I'm killing him. Come off the pick. Boom, hit him. Bah. Free throw line, hit him off the elbow. Bam. you running back door, off the wing. Pump fake, Step in. Jump shot. You feel me? It opens up the whole game for you. Back to the pawn. That's what you're building for. That's why you start from scratch. Pride aside, ego aside. Drop the heavy weights, man. Start from scratch. Make sure you're lifting the correct way so you're not hurting yourself while you're lifting. Because you know you can lift 100 pounds or whatever 50 pounds, 20 pounds. You know you can do that, right? So start from scratch. Lift straight. It's more for the mental. you feel me and it kills the ego i mean for me it did because i'm looking at it like man i'm curling and like for example you know my brother we worked out for the first time and we went to uh went to the gym and um <clears throat> went to blink i think we yeah, went to went to the gym and um yeah so we go in there we do a little workout he's fine you know i'm kind of showing him what i do when i go to the gym and you know we doing our curls we about to curl out burning it out and we about to leave so you know we do the curls i'm like all right bro, we gonna start you know we're gonna start on 10 pounds He's like what June, I, we got to start on like 40 pounds right? I said, yo, we lifting it 100 times though. You know, We curling it 100 times And we just finished work doing a full workout Tready, everything, bench We curled, you know what I mean, dumbbells, all of that So now we're just burning off We're going to go lightweight So we're not hurting ourselves but We're going to do it 100 times Like, Trust me, you like it's going to work, man Come on, just follow me right? Because at the time, he was, he was concerned about burning So I'm like, alright, cool, I'm going to show you I got you, right And I'm concerned about cutting at the time So he was like, alright, cool so we start doing it we get to about 30 curls going straight bang bang he bang you know knocking them out boom 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 get to about 30 so i slowing down a little bit start breathing i'm doing my little you know i got a nice little even pace going i'm, I'm accustomed to it and it's 10 pounds you know i'm focused I'm, I'm just on a different time he's looking at the weight like oh i could do a thousand of these and i'm like i know in the long run you know it's gonna start burning and that's when i'm gonna get the workout in so I'm thinking longevity, he's thinking short term, I just want to get this shit over with, get out of here, because it's just 10 pounds, let's get out of here. I ain't got to think about this. And he he felt the effects of it, you feel what I'm saying? So after a while, you know, he understood the sacrifice. So he sacrificed that heavy weight for the lighter weight, cut up a little bit, started losing some weight, shredding. Then we started moving up on weight probably did like every week though. I think every other week I'd really try to keep it like two weeks. If you can curl for me, if you can curl it a hundred you know, anything a hundred times or bench a hundred times any weight for two weeks straight, you know, I think you pretty much solidified that weight. So I feel that it's safe for you to move up, you know, a couple of pounds. Nothing crazy. But that's just me, that's that's Jim's logic. That's how I that's how I work out, right? That's my little health kick, my routine. So that's you know, a little science man. Anyway, without rambling so much. Not really rambling, but I don't want to jump all over the place it all goes back to my point man you know you're at your porn stage start from scratch everything that you're sacrificing is to make a bigger move so you can be more effective help your family out you know what i mean cater to those dreams you have shoot for the stars bro shoot for the stars man, and get it man like i said deal with like-minded people make sure that energy is reciprocated and uh no judgment you know, spiritual alignment, you know, stay safe, Leave with love, you know, i pray for you, you pray for me, we're all part of God's body, I won't harm you with words from my mouth, I love you, I need you to survive, if you don't know the song, you need to Google that man, hit it up on YouTube, so anyway, yeah man, so that's what it is man, so uh, it's episode 2. Introduction to the Pawn, Point of No Return, The Gift and the Blessing. Let's keep it going. All right, so it's your boy June. We out of here. Peace. Yo, June's Logic. My life. Where do I start? Alright, so Born in 84 August, Malio Grew up in Queens Started off in, as a kid I grew up in Laurelton Up until about age 6 7 Didn't know the South Side of Jamaica, Queens And it was Yeah Pretty much where it started for me Um Life was good can't complain had some had some uh decent you know my parents you know did the best they could they weren't bad parents, but they did the best they could uh they were young, you know what I mean so they ain't no nothing they ain't no shit you know what I mean they were still growing up you know what I mean their brains wasn't even fully developed yet, so I was the product of a young couple you know what I mean um my grandparents well. My father's side of the family, I didn't really get to uh, get to know them too well. You know what I mean. Um, <clears throat> but I didn't understand that until I was, you know, until I got older. Now that uh, things were a lot different than what uh, the picture was way different than what was painted, tw- you know, than what it was what was explained to me. So you know, that definitely has an effect. But uh, we'll get to that. So. Let's fast forward, you know, well, growing up in Laurelton, you know, to about, had both of my parents till I was about three, <clears throat> my father left, uh, all I remember is, um, came. we came over, we was in Lawton. I Laurelton, we was home, basically, we came outside to my grandmother's house, now both of my grandparents used to live across the street from each other, you know what I mean, so. It was real convenient (laughs) hence the reason my father and my mom got together you know childhood love you know stuff like that so moms had a crush on them always chasing behind my pops pops gave in you know what i mean and uh that's that so fast forward three years old they leave they get the well they break up basically divorcing you know without the paperwork break up my pop leaves you know i get a hug and a kiss on the cheek i love you he hops in the car, and I watch my pop drive off, right, so, that was that, um, I would talk to my pops often, you know, see him as much as I could, you know, most of the times, it would be like holidays, you know what I'm saying, uh, when I was a kid, honestly, you know, she, they were so, they had so much animosity toward each other, I wouldn't really, I, I, I kind of was like, um, that I, I was the tool they used against each other you know what I mean, they had so much animosity toward each other my mother would, you know I wouldn't really be talking to my pops like that as a kid you feel me, so now until I was about maybe 7, 8 years old right, so um, <clears throat> yeah, 3 years old, pops left moms, you know the same year my mom's introduced me to my stepfather and my stepbrothers you know, they came from Jamaica so I uh, accepted them I accepted them with open arms, you know my mom's asked me, you know, uh, are you comfortable, are you okay, you know, is it okay if they come come in the crib and, you know, and hang out with you and chill with you? And I said, yeah, you know, I'm three years old, I'm a kid, this other kids, you know. I looked at one of my stepbrothers and I laughed at him, you know, he had a stuttering problem as a kid and <laughs> he had these slanted eyes. So, it, you know, he looked like he was sleeping all the time. So, anyway, that was, you know, that was, uh, that was the beginning of, of that, you know, out with the old, and with the new, I guess, right? So, um, you know, three years old as a kid, you don't understand that you ain't looking at that you don't understand what's going on right so long story short, you fast forward now you move to um seven years old, not seven years old, living in South Jamaica, Queens. I had two brothers that was Jamaican, you know they used to get picked on a lot um my closest my brother that my stepbrother that was closest to my age uh I taught him how to, you know, I started just teaching him slang, you know, so he wouldn't get picked off so much, you know, say yo, and and this, and that, you know, he had an accent, so it was sounding, so it was real funny, man, but uh, after some time, he picked up on it, and he kind of went on his way, but um, we, I ended up getting into a lot of fights as a kid, because people used to try to bully my brother, you know what I mean, and that's probably why he bullies now, you know, I see the effects it has on you, and, um, you know, when you come home and you're watching your brothers crying and stuff, they not, you know you don't understand why these people are making fun of you. And uh, it was just a rude awakening for me. So I'm learning I'm, that's happening. And then at the same time, um, like I said, they're getting bullied. So one morning we walk to school. I'm going to PS48, Jamaica, Queens. We walk into school, they got a big green fill. Pardon me, I'm going drink some Yeah, so, um, PS48, we have to walk this through this big green field <clears throat> to get to the school. So, every morning, we same walk, regular, you know, we might run to the store if we can, but a lot of the times, we get up in the morning, you know, the routine, parents get you, they gotta go to work, gotta drop you up to school, but we were so close, and there was three of us, we could walk, you know what I mean, so they walked to the corner until we got comfortable, and uh, after a while, you know, they, they started trusting us, so we would just walk across the field, fill in the morning, get to school. So this particular day, um, walking to school, getting the morning, wake up in the morning, everything the same routine, and uh, we get to the corner. We go into the Greenfield now. Now we enter the Greenfield. We take about 15 steps. It's these two boys coming towards us now. You feel me? We are not paying no attention. They got a the hoodies. They looking down. You know, we don't see their face. So we just about you know we in our minds we just walking past. We're going to school. We're kids. You know what I mean? So they stop in front of us. Pull off their hood and pull a gun on us right now i'm really like six going on seven you feel me this is like first grade for me so i'm in first grade my second oldest brother was in third grade at that time and my oldest brother was in the sixth grade so they pull a gun on us they um i'm small you know what i mean They, they see that i'm a like we're both babies but you know my brothers were taller than me but still you know i'm small and uh i guess they didn't want it wasn't me they had you know whatever vendetta against so they told me to get up against the gate i had to get up against the gate um like i said this is all at gunpoint you feel me six years old soon to be seven and um my brothers they tell my brothers yo kneel down get on your knees so my brothers get on their knees and one guy and, and as they're on their knees one guy holds the gun There's two of them now. So one's holding the gun. Don't move. The other one goes, runs back like maybe, to be fair enough, let's say about 15, about 10 yards. 10, 15 yards. He runs full speed and he's clotheslining my brothers in front of me. There's nothing we can do. They got a gun on us. We're all kids. Like I said, my oldest brother was in the sixth grade. You feel me? So um, that was my introduction to the world, man. Rude awakening. Uh, Shit is real. And from then on, you know, I, I just always like, I was always like, after that, I was always in my mind like, you know what? I'm gonna protect my family. Like, whatever, anything that happens to anybody, say something about my family, I got rebellious. You know, I started, and that's when I started. We started fighting a lot. Me and my brother started. Me and my brother started getting into fights a lot. Like it started, we started like. I would see it before it came. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, you picking on my brother, y'all can getting into the issue then shit I'ma step in yo what's up blah uh, blah blah you know and then now we all fighting I'm talking about in class and all of that I was starting to go down the wrong path man for real you know <clears throat> taking up from my brother in my mind that's what it was you know it came with it came with that like yeah if I'ma get in trouble I'ma get suspended whatever cool but I don't want to picking on my brother so that was my angle that was my not even my angle that was just the way I felt about things growing up <clears throat> and um, you know that was just my mentality so seven years old held that gunpoint six years old really held that gunpoint welcome to life all right so now <clears throat> like i said i'm now i'm turning into a knucklehead you know we living in the hood you know we move from we move from um one spot like we used to live in uh 109 157 and 109 we used to live over there and uh we end up moving closer to something and linden boulevard so well deep in the hood something Linden Boulevard so that way in the heart of Southside all of my friends that I was kicking it with you know they live like now it's like you know by like 7-8 blocks away you know what I mean um, I would see them and stuff but a lot, of, a lot of the guys that we used to butt heads with we, we lived around them now that was their neighborhood so they took the opportunity to try to bully us and stuff like that me and my brother um mm-hmm. As I'm going at the spir- uh this downward spiral, right, my father's not around, but he's calling me, I'm calling him, <clears throat> my mother's telling him because <clears throat> that's what she could do you know at a, at a certain point when when you can't whoop your child no more and it doesn't hurt anymore, and he's just I was just angry, you know what I mean so it was like I didn't feel safe, you know what I'm saying, so it was like i gotta I gotta make sure everybody's safe like that's what I felt like that as a at a young age, so I was like, well, can't leave alone, you gotta do nothing'cause this kid that held me at gunpoint, he's still walking around, you know? So I didn't understand that as a kid. So it was like, okay, it is what it is. So, uh, you know, back to the point, going down the downward spiral, my pops had a situation, I had a situation prior to this, you know, this one, of course, but had a situation, my mother called my father, had a fight and all of that, got suspended from school uh, for fighting. Um. Yeah, my mom's, call my father on me my pops basically you know told me he gonna basically like you know he gonna kill me like type shit not kill me but you know i'm gonna whoop your ass like i'm gonna whoop your ass for any calls i'm flying up there i'm gonna whoop your motherfucking ass now i'm six years old i am petrified because he's yelling at me like a grown man like i'm gonna kick your ass motherfucker i'm gonna whoop your ass right so not motherfucking all that he ain't calling me on my name but he's like boy you know i'm gonna kick your ass for you you know getting to get my yo listen getting at me right rightfully so being knucklehead doing knucklehead shit that's all you can do from a million miles away so that's what he did so my mom used that scare tactic and uh after a while she just got that fear out of me you know if you do anything wrong i'm calling your pops and i respected him so much that i you know i kind of i feared him he was super you know human to me he's my dad i idolized him i looked up to him You know, I used to follow him to the bathroom, you know what I'm saying? He in there, he had tell me, like, yo, June, give me a second. You feel what I'm saying? Like, give me a second so I can piss. He, I I wouldn't even let him take a piss. I'm following behind him in the bathroom. He got to chill. I'm damn near crying because I got to stay outside the bathroom while he take a piss. Like, come on. Like, you see what I'm saying? So I really idolized my pop. So, um, whatever he said basically went for me. I trusted him, you know what I mean? And, um always had a good time and it would always seem it was always good energy you know i would only see him for a little bit you know spurts but it was always a good time so i i trusted him i believed him you know he was a man too you know and that was my pop so that's what it was for me so i needed end of the day um i didn't feel safe eventually because like i said i'm well i'm jumping around but i didn't feel safe after a while and i started going down a downward spiral because of it's not just one thing but it's a number of things but mainly um after that situation man i just uh couldn't let it go i didn't understand you know nobody protected me nobody saved me from that you know what i mean so what can you really do so then i started going down downward spiral Hence the reason why, you know, started getting into fights, got suspended. Then my mother called my father and he told me, you know, you better get your shit together or I'm coming up there and I'm whooping your ass. You know what I'm saying? And that was the scariest thing for a child, like I said. So I, tried to get, I, I started getting my act together. Um, I still was fighting. You know, I was just being sneaky about it now because, you know, now we in the hood, you know, no snitching. You around in a certain environment. All your peers are moving like this, you know. You want to be cool. You want to play basketball. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm not the one selling drugs, but the guys that selling drugs play basketball. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like these are the guys that I'm around. So they're playing five on five. I want to get next. Yeah, I know it's dangerous, but at the same time, like I said, these are my peers. We're around each other. We see each other often. And I know your moms. You know my mother. You know my brothers. I know your sisters. You know your cousins. You know we all kind of grew up together, you know, started off on a negative note, but once we respect, you know, earned our respect with each other and just learned to respect who we were as individuals, then we were able to all grow and, you know, be be cordial and, you know, have mutual respect for each other. You feel what I'm saying? So um, I wasn't a violent kid. I wasn't bad, really, to be honest with you, you know, I dubbed a lot of fights. I tried to avoid a lot of situations, you know, my father, you know, I taught me. You know, he started teaching me Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu when I was a kid, and because of my temper, he stopped. And this was like when I was in the fifth grade. So because of my temper, he stopped because he started seeing that I was fighting more, and the guys started. I started fighting people older than me. You know what I mean? Guys in the sixth grade and things like that. And like I said, just getting into knucklehead stuff. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So it was. It was. It was a rough ride. It was rollercoaster for me because that was like i had i know i had to choose a side but at the time i knew if i wasn't around my brother he wasn't gonna be safe you know that's what i felt because of how i was as a kid so i was so i was kind of stuck in that mental like whenever i'm not around he's gonna get in trouble you know what i'm saying whenever i'm not around he ain't gonna be able to you know they're gonna try to gang up on him or people gonna try to pick on him you know what i'm saying so i for some odd reason i felt like i was his like savior or his protector bodyguard you know i felt responsible for him you know what i mean but um yeah so that that also had an effect down the road as well so pops taught me the brazilian jiu-jitsu and things like that and so when he like i said he called me and yo all that shit stops he even stopped teaching me and um like i said it was eventually but after all the fighting and all that yo he stopped teaching me brazilian jiu-jitsu stopped teaching me the arts because he said i had a bad temper and he didn't want me fighting basically you know getting kicked out of school becoming a knucklehead that's the path i was going down you know so um i had to fear something you know so he was like yo if you ain't gonna respect nothing you're gonna have to you know you're gonna respect me so when he put his foot down like i said i had so much respect for him you know he knew he had that that hope that control over me so rightfully so as a father and a son relationship that's what i want with monster i don't want to have control over him but i want to be able to talk him down i want him to be able i want him to listen to me when he's at his worst or at his At his maddest point You know what I'm saying And just I don't want to hear nobody He's blacking out I want to be that one voice Or one of the few voices That can calm him down You know what I'm saying So that's Where the respect and love Comes at for me So that's how I view it So uh Yeah Stop fighting Um Eventually my mom Switched schools And as I stopped fighting Man people picked up on that You know what I'm saying And it's not You can't do that In the neighborhood Where I'm from well, well yeah you can't really as a kid in the 80s 90s you couldn't do that like if somebody challenges you and, and challenges you to a fight you know we slap boxing for the for the heck of it you know we wrestling we doing things like that together just to stay on our p's and q's so somebody challenged you you know you got to accept that challenge there ain't no punking out but at some at that point in time it was like yo i could fight you and I might win, you know, improve my point or whatever the case may be. I might lose, you know, it really was no losing for me. You know, that was a reckless part. It was just proving my point. And, um, I was so scared of my pops. Like I said, I was dubbing fights. So dudes would try to talk smack and I'm like, all right, man, you cool. And I was real angry because I, I had, I stored all that anger, man. You know, a lot, a lot of anger stored, you know, and, um, shit, I get furious. I was one of those kids get furious and be like, yo, tears start drying, bro. you know what I mean? I'm not boohoo crying, but it's like tears dropping. it's like damn I really wanna I really wanna you know what I'm saying <laughs> knock your lights out, punch your head off, but uh I'm scared of this grown man, this is a fucking super duper human to me, so i'm more I'm more terrified to get in trouble with him than to actually get into a fight with the person i was in front of, you know, so you know it, like i said it, it, i had to deal with that because the backlash of that is some people may think that you're a punk and you're a pushover and like i said at some point in time you're gonna have to fight bro so i got tired of being people thinking that was a pushover so then i just you know at, at one point at some point in time you know i just started lashing out you know what i'm saying you say something to me i'm I'm flipping on you so got into a couple more fights my mom's transferred me so me and my brother would be separated so uh this is like my fifth grade year going to my sixth grade year now so i'm sixth grade i'm going to uh 59 i went to 130 ps 132 well fifth grade i went to ps 132 and then yeah we separated in fifth grade and then sixth grade um so all those fights happened in part i mean uh, like the third or the fourth grade i believe it was the fourth grade because fifth grade we spent was i in the fifth grade no so fifth grade yeah fifth grade i went to ps132 my brother was in 59 i mean still in 48 so separated um but we still i still hung out with the guys and still same. like i said neighborhood stuff i just wasn't up on the politics in school so my brother started hanging out with guys that we didn't used to be cool with before because now they're in his class he knows them they ride riding the same bus you know you're on the same ones you know commonality you know we live in the same neighborhood so that's what it was you hang out with the people that you know live around you or the people that you may know and then you you know then eventually you'll venture out so that was the split and so i'm going to 132 i got to start fresh too i had a couple of cousins down with there so it was good you know my father's side of the family a lot of them knew that system or went through that school system so they were familiar with the family so i went over there um it was a you know it was a smooth adjustment for the most part. Very observant and quiet, but you know, I found out, you know, met my first friend for real, uh, my boy Darren, and it was funny because his name was Darren, my name was Warren, and we both, you know, I'm saying, It's just the W and the D, that's the difference. So we got we got cool, and uh, that was my bro. So anyway, 132, my brothers said that, 48, fifth grade. So uh, graduate on the sixth grade so now sixth grade i go to is 59 my brother's still in ps48 so now i'm 12 years old you know 11 going on 12 years old and uh like i said i'm still living in south side i'm still hanging with the you know the so-called knuckleheads whatever you want to call them still hanging around you know a lot of street stuff going on around me in my environment i'm not partaking in everything but it's a lot of things that's happening around me that now that i'm old enough i know it's guilty by. it would have been like man just wrong place at the wrong time that's all that mattered back then so i was just i'm very blessed but um anyway we're uh yeah so anyway i'm in the sixth grade i'm doing decent i'm doing good over there parades getting better because i'm not i leave my environment i go to school so it's a whole different environment whole different atmosphere so over here it's like all right cool everybody it's not as hostile you know I ain't got to worry about fighting nobody I don't know who beefing with my brother or not I ain't got to worry about the politics so it's like okay cool let me uh let me just get to know you know some people and my homeboy Darren in the fifth grade he's cool he went there and a lot of people I went to school with in the fifth grade transferred to uh 59 with me so I knew a couple of people I was cool and uh but it was junior high school now for me and I went to junior high school in sixth grade my brother didn't go the system was different so in, <clears throat> in the school that I went to Fifth grade was the end of your public school, and then you go to sixth grade. And sixth through eighth grade is your is your junior high school, or your middle school, right? Uh, but in other schools, like forty eight, it was uh, one to first through sixth grade. Twelve, no, kindergarten through sixth grade, and then junior high school was seven, eighth, and ninth, I believe. Seven, eight, not. It was like seventh through ninth or something like that. Don't quote me on that. But like seven or, the, or seventh to eighth grade. Seventh through ninth I believe it was. And then you transferred to another school. August Martin or or Jackson, right? So that's what it was. Um Yeah, so that's what it was. So uh like I said, still hanging out with the knuckleheads, you know, in an aggressive environment. So now that's trying to, that's that's carrying over to me going to school now in sixth grade know some people, you bumping, you know, bump heads with some guys, you know, I hated bullies, so a couple of guys that used to get bullied, I used to butt my head in that, you know, which I learned, that'll get you in trouble too, and get you hurt, so, um, but I was young, you know what I'm saying, like I said, young and trying to, you know, learn in life, and just being a kid, but I had the habit of, I was in the habit of being a protector, because I was always fighting and trying to protect my brother, so that carried over me eventually you know um started getting cool a lot of people like I said a lot of smart kids that I was cool with you know that wasn't violent and, sh- and stuff like that like me you know but really couldn't defend themselves because they couldn't fight and stuff like that I I chose to like fight or take up for them you know what I mean so that got me in trouble um I ended up having a fighting class you know what I'm saying and uh me and this other kid we got we both got suspended and um my pops was you know again tight so called me again i'm gonna see you you're not coming out you're not doing nothing this summer blah 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 shut me down so um, flipped my grades around turn the year around when i went back to school ended off on a good note went down on went went down to my pops at this time he's living in georgia so um yeah he's living in georgia so uh go down there and visit him goes at gets at me but he starts, you know, he starts noticing like um you know, in the environment down there, he feels it's better for me, you know, he needs to be raised by a man. This is what my pops is starting to feel and preach to my mom. So, you know, Pop try to pull, pull the swindle move and uh you know, kinda kinda just um put into my head really just put in my head, you know, you don't wanna live with your mom, you don't wanna be there, you don't want you don't wanna do that, you're not happy you know, it's okay, you know, you can stay, just tell her you're not coming back, so he charged me up, man, mind you, I'm in the 6th grade, I'm 12 years old, 12 years old, I call my mom, your mom not coming back, like, who does that, right, my mom's like, what, so mom, I'm not coming back, you know, and then after that, she's basically wrong me, Junior, get your father the phone, he's telling me he don't want to talk to me, you know, he don't want to talk to her, he's sitting right in front of me, coaching me, right, and so, uh, damn, I remember it like yesterday, so, he's coaching me, and I'm telling my mom everything he's saying. My mother's irate. My mom pissed on the phone. What the fuck going on? So anyway, my mom, she, uh, I give him the phone. They go back and forth, cursing, arguing, blah, 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 blah. He hangs up the phone on her. Yo, Junior ain't going nowhere. You good, you good, da, 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 da. So, like I said, school down there starts earlier than the school in New York. So, it was like, uh, July, I think, back then. He was headed back to school. And, uh, or August, pardon me. It was like, and then july or early no it used to be early august like the first week in august because yeah i remember that because it was right before my birthday so um i go to school my pops enrolled me in everything in the sixth grade so after this is like maybe a month or two after my mother and my father had this conversation Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i don't think they were talking but um i know they weren't talking but uh so that's what it was so anyway my pops he enrolled me in school and everything and um I'm, I'm going to be doing, what was it, pardon me, okay, so, the, <laughs> no, 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 that was sixth grade, so, yeah, he takes me down there, he took me down there, fifth grade graduation, he took me down there, I came back, then the next year, I went back down, yeah, and he wanted me to stay with sixth grade, so, big commotion, my mom, it's my grandmother, they got in the truck, van, car, whatever, they, and they drove down there met up at this spot called the Old Country Buffet on Tower Boulevard. This is in uh Georgia. South side. You know, like Clayton County area. Not Clayton County, we're going towards Morrow. But anyway. Yeah, so they meet in there and now this is a buffet so they serve breakfast, lunch and dinner, right? They stayed and negotiated and talked about everything. As far as me going back and all of this concern and staying and all that's concerned. They stayed in there from breakfast until dinner. Before they made a decision. So the end result was i go back i finished my um i finished you know of course my uh seventh grade year like i said this is the end of my sixth grade year now that's sixth grade summer so <clears throat> that was the deal come back finish school you know i think i didn't know okay so I, yeah anyway this is the end of sixth grade summer so we're clear so fifth grade graduated went down had a great time came back in sixth grade I went down to visit and I wanted to stay I wasn't really you know happy and stuff the environment was crazy he saw my attitude he just seen me changing it was I made him uncomfortable so he made his move and here we are now back to the current point of uh, the negotiation so they finished talking and the deal was June you go back you got to finish seventh grade give me one more year this is my mother speaking now give me one more year and then you can come back and you can live with your pops. It hurt me, you know. I was devastated. You know what I mean? It was my father and me, I just felt like all of that was. It, it felt bad, man, because I felt really, really bad. I felt alone again because it was like, damn. I didn't. I didn't know. I don't know. I didn't feel. I didn't feel protected. It's like I went out on a limb again. You know what I'm saying? It was like, all right, well. <clears throat> But it ain't about that. But anyway, so my pops, it's like you you boosted me up. You got me all excited. You know, I'm a kid. So you get me excited all for it not to go right. You know what I mean? Not to go as planned. Like, you know, I literally told my mom, I'm not coming back. So I felt bad too as a kid. You know, you tell your mother, you're not coming back. So I was excited for him. It made him happy. But when I went to bed, it was like, damn, I know I hurt my mother feelings. She crying. I ain't like that. You know, I didn't never got out of enjoyment out of that. So, mm-hmm. I felt bad but i know i wanted to i was happier you know in the environment that i was in in georgia than i was in new york at the time so uh like i said so i had to move back and man i was so i was so upset but i was so rebellious man that was that was a rough year for me um i don't even think i spoke to my mom like we lived in the same house yeah of course right i'm a kid but I don't think I really was speaking to, I didn't speak to my mother for about a good two months, man. Not even, let me not, that's exaggerating. Let me, let me be realistic, right? It felt like two months, but I probably didn't talk to my mother for like like first three weeks of school, probably like a month though, you know, outside of, you know, answering questions when I'm talking, when she's speaking to me. But other than that, man, I just was like to myself, quiet, didn't really care to follow any rules was kind of bucking the system you know I didn't care about whippings anymore because I mean at that point my pops used to punch me in my chest so it's like a belt like are you kidding me that shit don't hurt you know what I mean so my mother was kind of losing that you know we kind of I guess we kind of lost that started losing that connection you know I started believing and buying into it my pops was painting this picture of my mom's and you know why he was the way he was and why he felt you know he the relationship with me and him was the way it was. I understand that. I really do. I do. I wouldn't have did it that way, but I mean, I understand how you can feel. So anyway, um. Damn, that's crazy. So anyway, my pop. So uh, yeah. So moved down there, seventh grade now, starting a new life. Right now, um, just to go back real quick. My father and them, my father ended up getting, you know, custody or or joint custody. So I had to, I, I got a choice to see him on uh, either Christmas or Thanksgiving. So we chose uh, most of the time it was Thanksgiving because you know Christmas, my grandmother used to do a big thing in the house, big Christmas tree, all the kids would come over, all my cousins. So we just kept it like that. So um, go out there for Thanksgiving. I would eat good, chill, spend a lot of time. And I was flying on T W, you know, T W A and this is when I was like seven years old, six years old, I was flying. My father used to live in Florida first, and the key, you know, uh, Fort Lauderdale, the Keys, and, and all of that, he moved around a couple of times, but, well, he's, yeah, moved, moved a couple, like maybe two, three times, but he was working and stuff like that, always had money, and construction heavy, um, but he was finding his way, like I said, he was in early 20s, got a kid, got a girlfriend who has a kid, so you got two kids, and you got another child, in the, like, and you had another child, like, so, He had three kids, he was in his mid mid to late twenties, you know, well mid twenties, early early twenties. Early to mid twenties. You feel me? I'm a kid, so it was like, you know, I understand that. So anyway, yeah, I was flying back and forth. So like I said, I'm down there now. Just wanted to throw that out there. So now anyway, changing life changes. So I moved down there, seventh grade. I'm feeling great. Breath of fresh air. Fun, everything is good. Got my own, you know, got my own room, my own TV. Well, no, at that time I didn't, I'm lying. I had to share a room with my sister. Yeah, <laughs> you know, share a room. And then my two baby sisters, they shared a room. So, uh, we got, well, she, yeah, my baby sister had her room. And then they ended up sharing rooms as they got older. So, moved down to uh Chateau Glen Apartments. This is like 95, 96, you know what I'm saying? Around Olympic times. So, uh moved down there, 7th grade. <clears throat> Go to school, you know, meet some friends. I had a no, no problem adjusting. Uh, things were very different. The slang was funny. It was different. And uh, I was kind of like the New York kid in ATL. I was the only dude from New York at that time. You know, fresh out of New York. Everybody else was from Atlanta, you know, from Georgia. So I was going to not about the culture, man, the people. You know, the environment was different. More inviting. People said hello. You know, everybody was nice. Everybody spoke to you, you know. Uh beautiful women. As a kid, I ain't gonna front a lot of beautiful girls. And, uh, you know, like I said, it was, it was fun, you know. So I, you know, tried to do some, some things that i never experienced in New York. You know, they, we didn't have those outlets, like basketball teams, trying out for the basketball team in middle school. I was trash, but I thought I was good. You feel me? But um, I started exploring different things. Like I said, I got some new friends. Uh, my pop started coaching, you know, coaching for me because I really didn't have nothing to do. And at that time, I didn't know it, but it was, I eventually picked up on it, but it was the hood, too. So I moved from Southside, Queens to Southside, Atlanta, um, Clayton County. <clears throat> so No Clayton, I went to No Clayton Middle School. And No Clayton Middle School, uh, like I said, Southside, Atlanta, it was College Park. So real rough back then as well. So um, chateau Glen Apartments, met a lot of friends there, a couple of friends went to Westlake. My first homeboy that I met in chateau Glen was my boy Dominique call my man they call him tally so yeah my man tally so um he started showing me drugs he was older than me he was dating my sister at the time it's crazy right i'm seven She like she in the eighth grade i'm in the seventh grade he in the eighth grade too so it's same age but that's his you know they boyfriend and girlfriend for whatever it is so uh yeah he's showing me around keeping it cool kind of took me on his wing a little bit just show me the neighborhood and you know introduced me to everybody and got me in you know and then we was kind of running and cool, you know, even after him and my sister broke up, we always stayed cool. So it was like, all right, my man, Tally. So uh, from there, my pops, you know, started seeing that I like to play ball. I didn't make the middle school team. So uh, they took me, um, he took me to this uh, church league. And this is off of, um, Candler Road. And it was a church on the back blocks. Yeah, off um, was it Cam LaRue that was Cam... no... yeah no that's not Cam LaRue in Adamsville I'm sorry that's up for Adamsville so we go down MLK in Adamsville yeah Adamsville so we used to go to the church in Adamsville and uh, we would go to the church you know they had like a little church league basketball league so at this how they would do it is every morning we would go to every Sunday we would have games we would go there uh, meet up at the church Sit through the sermon first. Um, we would sign the waivers, eat breakfast. He'll say a prayer, and then from there we would go and we would go play our basketball game. So we got in there. Pops got acquainted after a couple of you know after about a season or two, we was able to get our own team and he kind of gave us the team. And my pops took the team and he ran with it. You know we was playing all the way all in Annandaleville. Um, we ended up playing in uh, you know and up meeting some guys from like Bankhead because they this was like a league for all of the underdogs so to speak you know a lot of the guys who didn't live in the best neighborhoods and didn't have access to a lot of the uh tools that they needed you know like i said similar to my environment in new york but um like i said i quickly learned it was different but it was much the same so <clears throat> met this dude named Kurt. he was older than me like two years older than me i think Kurt was so i'm in seventh grade Kurt was in high school so he's like in a ninth grade but he was nice and ball and uh he lived in Bankhead courts and um yeah man everybody knew him everybody respected him and then because they knew he was a basketball player like you know they knew he was a baller like okay he played ball he ain't into this he ain't into that but he's a basketball player you feel me uh but just like he that was his out he didn't he that wasn't the best environment either for him so we had that commonality and he saw that in me he kind of took me on as like a little brother like yo i'm gonna show you some stuff like. So he kind of put me on to a lot of the game you know west side this is what we do and you know back then it was just it was everybody had different zones he broke it down to me this is this side this is that side so i had kurt on the west side bringing stuff down to me when i played ball with him they would come over on the weekend sometimes if they would you know because a lot of them parents they didn't have no two parents in the home and uh they didn't have the you know best options like i said so sometimes they would get permission to come over my pops had them come over have a little sleepover and we would chill, you know, they come to the pool, you know, stuff that they couldn't even they didn't even have in any community or it wasn't safe to do, you know what I'm saying? So they came over there, man, we would chill, you know, we had a lot of girls in our neighborhood, so we were able to play tag and, you know, kick it with the girls and all that stuff. We played ball, so it was cool, it was a nice little vibe, man. So they definitely, um, like I said, that's what that kinda groomed me. When I and, and helped me, you know, start getting around and learning learning in Atlanta so uh before i really learned atlanta though the west side i was i was familiar with the west side adamsville you know can you know adamsville and all of that over there bank i was familiar with that and then um as we got older and the church league evolved you know we, we got we started getting into uh different leagues so we got into this one league on the east side off of flat Shows and Canler road and um flat Shows and Canler road yeah it was a cathedral and we started off over there and um yeah, man, came up with the name on the squad, <laughs> me and all my pops and a couple of us guys that played and kept me and my friends that had been playing on the team with him for a while. We was winning a lot, you know, people were respecting us, I was getting very, very good. And uh, just to, you know, let me go back for a quick second, uh, Kurt, you know, like I said, he grew me, put me under his wing, so my first basketball season, right? Uh, I was a little guy, like I said, I wasn't the best at all. Missing airball, I was airballing free throws, you know, scrawny little dude. But I would, I had a crazy hustle, and I was always ambitious. So, I, but I'm a very hard worker. So, I was determined, you know what I mean, to get better and just do better. So um, that whole season, I wasn't getting no burn, and I, you know, I was, I used to be upset. I'd only get a couple of minutes here and there, but I would get, I was getting tight at my pops, you know what I mean, because like, damn dad, you know. Well, throughout the regular season, I really did, it really didn't matter to me because I got some minutes, but I got a lot of my burn, a lot of my my playing time and practice, you know, my pops "Let's have had basically open gym, you know, and that was to help us with our win, you know, get your wind up. So we would come in, run maybe 10, 20 laps around the court, and this is an inside gym, so we run 20 laps around the court. After that, we stretch in the middle and the center. Um... <clears throat> after we stretch we go ahead and shoot around shoot free throws and then after that we go ahead into our workout you know and uh and our stations we do that for a little while then after that we always close practice we open gym so i wasn't never really pressed about playing all the minutes you know i knew kurt and we had a couple of guys that was bigger and a little better but honestly kurt was like our savior he was like (laughs) kind of like our jordan at the time you know what i'm saying you know i had defense i was good at that but um i used to stay in foul trouble because i didn't know how to play proper defense but you know i could defend somebody you know i could slow it down you know what i mean i can get a steal if they don't call a foul (laughs) so uh those that was my that was my little uh that was my little talent so i would use that whenever i could and i I was good at free throws so that really was all it was for me but um he was like the go-to you know what i mean kurt you can help run the offense you know what i mean and um like I said, under the wing, growing me, started shooting your shot, shoot your shot, shoot your shot. So I'm slowly getting better, better, better. Like I said, I learned to shoot free throws, and that's about as far as my confidence went. Other than that, I was focused on defense. So um, championship game, first year, first season. Playing the team, and man, it's a good game. You know, I'm going in, I'm subbing in, and subbing out, subbing in, subbing out. But um, I would only get, I was in like, no actually I'm lying I didn't get any burn championship game I didn't get no burn until the fourth quarter like the last two minutes in the fourth quarter right um, like I said there were some guys on the team that was better than me more talented and uh, you know they we was focused on a win my father was focused on a win and I was so upset man that I didn't get any burn mind you we won the game but um, I, I was so upset that I didn't get any playing time for real for real like I got in the game I was upset I didn't want to get in the game and um, I was like yo come on June so I was like alright man I walked out on the court mind the last two minutes we went in this good championship game man you know it was a great game we were already winning I think we was up like maybe 10 so there was no way we was gonna lose right so he put in the he put in the little guys and uh, we going there we basically running the clock out running around the court type deal trying to get our shots off um, I hit my first jump shot I was super excited so ran down the court went to the corner wide open uh kirk passes me the ball june shoot now mind you're practicing with him focusing on your shot getting my confidence up trying to help me get my confidence up right so like yo june shoot it so wide open i get the ball take the shot boom three-pointer bomb cool i'm super excited i'm lit that was like my moment in the game like damn i got it i got a jump shot off yes like so we get home and uh into the game and i'm like damn man we get the trophy and stuff like that and i'm like damn man i felt so this jump shot felt so good i was like damn if i would to played five minutes i might have been able to score you know a couple of threes so that's where my head was at right as a kid you know like i said just feeling my type in my feelings at the time so um we win a the championship they're doing the ceremony i'm cool I'm like, damn! I really didn't feel like the, I deserved the ring because I'm like, I ain't really put no work in. Like, I ain't really get no burn. I didn't help you guys out for real, win. Like, y'all solidified the game already. It's just I get the ring by default, and I, that didn't sit well with me. So I was upset, man. But a lot of the older, my older guys, and like I said, Curt and all of them guys, man. Just Yo, Joan. You know, listen, man. You won. We, we champions, man. And I had to realize that, like, yo, you know, you were right and so on the whole ride back everybody was just boosting me up man because they seen I was really really down you know in my head I'm like damn I'm going to coach your son and everything you know <laughs> all that's going through my head damn yo you my pops yo you the coach I ain't get no burn like oh man so that kind of killed my, my courage you know my my uh, my morale man it killed my confidence a little bit so my friend helped me boost my confidence up you know we came home and we seen all the all the girls and people outside waiting for us to come back They heard we won and so i was like yo um well he knew we had a game he was waiting for us to come back and so uh see if we won so we get out the van they're like yo joe on oh, we want you to carry the trophy so i'm like what he's like yeah man you carry the trophy now mind you this trophy is it's taller than me and everything so i'm like where he's like yeah man carry the trophy come on so we get out the van i'm carrying the trophy i'm fronting you know i'm tight my face all screwed up but it's like it's choked so i'm like my face all screwed up right and then i end up walking you know, we walk towards the crib, walk to the apartment. And uh, we fuck around and see, see a bunch, you know, a couple of the girls from the neighborhood outside. And uh, they're like, oh snap, y'all won? And he was like, yeah, we won, everybody won, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, oh, let's see the trophy. So we showing them the trophy and shit like that. And they was like, oh my God, that show me is Mad Meg and this, that, and the third. And I'm like, yeah. So they're like, yo, June, you played? I was like, yeah, I got to you know, did you score? Did you play? I'm like, yeah, I scored three points it was like oh snap that's what's up so all of that attitude and shit went out the window right? <laughs> it's crazy what you're doing with you young man so anyway all that shit went out the window and uh you know i kind of just started learning like okay i learned learn my place you know so now my mindset and me making de- decisions that i have to make now were completely different than me living in queens you know south side i'm making decisions like damn why we running I'll be fighting. Uh, damn, is this an issue? Is that an issue? Where can I go? Where can't I go? Where should I look out for? Damn, are the cops gonna mess with us? Like, you feel me? It was that kind of pressure. Out here, it was that kind of pressure, but it it was a choice. I knew that I had a choice. I didn't have to do that to be cool. You feel me? Because my friends were doing it, I have to do that to be accepted. And so I was like, you know what? I choose to hang out with people like this, even though we go from the hood. We don't wanna live in the hood no more. We wanna do better. I'd rather play ball. I'd rather kick it with some girls. You know what I'm saying? I don't wanna sit on the block. I don't wanna you know, to each his own. That was just me. That was my mentality. I didn't wanna just I didn't wanna settle for that. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't what I felt like. I didn't feel like that I didn't feel comfortable in that setting, so it wasn't for me. If I would have felt comfortable in that setting, then I'd have been doing it all day, but it never sat well with me so I never you know I never really in, in, in indulged in it and got too too deep in things so uh yeah so there it go and there you have it so I won we won our first we won our first trophy that was the first summer we played you know crazy first time I ever got on the team the first time we won the championship I got cut from middle school you know made it up to the final cut but air ball and free throws got me cut Boom. Um, yeah. To going straight to a uh, uh, church league and winning the first year, so after we won the first year, then we come back the second year, and um pops come back. We got most of the same guys. We go to the gym early. People know who we are. You know, start getting a little bit more popular now. You know, I'm in a different circle of people. They acknowledge in our accolades. Oh, Yo, you guys are good. Oh yeah, that's the kid with defense. Oh yeah, that's your pops. You the coach. Oh yeah, you his son. You know, things like that. So it felt cool different environment everybody cool we all playing ball you, got the, you know what I'm saying it's girls there they got cheerleaders and stuff like that now you know it's starting to evolve man so I love the environment so we stuck with it man and uh at church league man we ended up taking that all the way up until we was about 17-18 years old man oh I met a lot of a lot of good people man got us to a lot of doors too uh yeah so that's what it was that was some good things about moving down south you know I was able to Learn how to work as a team Become a leader How to be a part of a team You know And uh, play my part in my position Stay out of the way And also become an asset To anything that I'm involved in So help me It definitely helped Moving to the South Helped me grow as a man I definitely need that That kind of uh, Game from a man Yeah Definitely need that game from a man You know what I mean So who better than your father Right So um, Yeah so as, as as I'm growing up down there, you know, things are going pretty cool. Um, I have a stepsister, we kinda of button heads a little bit because uh, you know, I have a different mentality, you know, I'm I'm coming straight out of the South Side, so you know, I'm a little bit more wild and living on the edge, you know, she's on some Oh, don't sneak I'm sneaking out the house a little bit, you know, with the boys. We gonna sneak out the house, I'm going to clubs with the girls, you know, we, we I'm doing the sneaky stuff that behind the behind the scenes stuff, you know going to the creek with the guys, you know what I mean, shit like that, running to the hotels from pool to pool, running from security, you know, I'm into all of that, I'm doing all of that shit, right, uh, being a cool guy, knucklehead shit, and so uh, she, you know, she didn't really like that, you know, oh, you're going to get in trouble, I'm like, ah, right, shut up, get out of here. And so we butted heads on her You know, she was the perfect, you know Perfect girl at the time You know, good grades and you know, will be like, yo do this, da, 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 get out of here I didn't want to hit her You know, I knew I was smart, but um, I just, I started feeling kind of like Overlooked in that sense, you know what I mean Uh, And I just, I, I, you know, I didn't apply myself You know, I was going, through, I don't know I didn't really apply myself as much schools And all that to me, it was cool, but you know, I'm still trying to gather everything that's going on. So, moved into this environment, thinking everything was good. Everything was good. I'm not, I'm not, not complaining at all. Everything was good for the most part. Uh, like I said, little started button heads, and as month, as we uh, got older, transitioned through high school, we moved from place, you know, from Chateau when they got shut, you know, shut down. They was expanding the airport, which you know of as uh, Hartsville Jackson Airport now this is i lived there before the um these apartments were over there before the uh, expansion of the airport so anyway the expansion of the airport happens. we move um we move into uh what's the hell was the name of that john i can't think of the name of it right now but we moved to the neighborhood uh for a little while while they're getting our house ready um move to riverdale so house is getting ready and um not we meet young dro <laughs> We meet young Drill in these apartments. And uh, young dude then, my pops was doing construction. He was outside. Uh, we knew one of the guys, my homeboy, Red, from Chateau One, So he knew us, we all lived in the same building. You know, we just getting to introduce everybody make sure everything is good. So, uh, and Drew at the time, we, you know, he wasn't Drew at the time, but he was, you know, doing his little raps and stuff like that, doing his little hustling thing, doing his thing. And so he ended up, um, he ended up rocking with us for a while going to work, learning a little trade, get some money, and Pop try to, you know, steer him in the right direction. And, um, yeah, he was one of the few people that he had in this corner really trying to promote. Yo, listen, you know, you ain't got to do that. You know what I'm saying? You can work, get a trade, get money, I'll help you out. So, um, I would like to think that had something to do with him being, being able to have, you know, that had something to do with his uh, changing direction you know what I mean. Along with his hustle, of course, but I definitely think a lot, a couple of those talks, and a couple of those experiences made him think twice about doing some things that he might have gotten in trouble for doing. You know what I mean. Uh, he also looked at me as like a little brother. He had a couple of us. We all kind of just kicked it. He used to always rap. You know what I'm saying? From my pops on the uh, band named Creed. You know, uh, Blink 182. We got into music like that. Cool Dolls. So yeah, man, Dro, he was cool moved you know moving to our house eventually uh he would come over there for work and stuff he was cool you know what i'm saying so i um, fast forward a little bit high school 10th grade 11th grade comes things aren't so sweet anymore uh so nice house beautiful house now my father's relationship is not going the best him and his wife are getting into arguments um a lot of it's because you know he felt with the, you know, three women and you know, well, mostly women in the house. You guys clean up the house, take care of the inside. It and means you don't take care of the yard. You had about two acres of land. I'm coming from New York City, and ain't no two acres of land. You're not getting no two acres of land. I don't know anywhere you're getting two acres of land, like, unless you're a gazillionaire. Like, and I don't even think you get no grass. But, um, yeah, two acres of land, and we're talking about Atlanta heat. Hot as fuck, humid as shit you will die you will pass out heat exhaustion was heat exhaustion was really really uh a thing to be honest with you so um i'm learning how to cut grass one two acres of land you know i'm doing all of this work i'm digging holes on my pops building ponds, dropping you know doing the construction cleaning out the gutters on the three you know climbing up a ladder cleaning out the gutters uh cleaning behind the dogs caging in the dogs shit really anything that has to do with outside or anything handy we was doing in the house and outside hardwood floors in the house we doing it together uh yeah you name it man we did it painting the columns you know we did that so it's just it was just different um a a great living you know great opportunity to see a different side of things but um the turmoil in the house was always the issue uh a lot of arguing back and forth you know oh he's doing this and it kind of like I felt after as a kid you know you kind of feel like damn it's my fault that they're arguing because I'm not doing I'm not doing enough or maybe I'm you know maybe I'm not my grades ain't good or something you know it might be do I need to like step it up so my father doesn't have to argue because I don't want him to argue you know about nothing so it's just crazy man <clears throat> um yeah it's crazy started button heads uh, we're gonna keep fast forwarding me and my sister started button heads and uh, my younger sisters you know it's kind of all i i really kind of cling to me you know we had a better relationship than my older sister at the time we all loved each other man but you know it's just just a toxic relationship and it brewed a lot of bad energy and as kids you don't understand that but we, you know that's what we fell to and so me and my little sisters we got a, cl- a lot closer i would put them on game and show them stuff wrestle with them play with them you know had a great connection um high school graduating things that you know things are basically still on the up and down i'm graduating uh, everything is good boom june i'm out of school well i had a scare, i was gonna actually almost failed out got left back um i chose to wait till 12th grade you know of course chasing some you know chasing some kitty cat you know what I mean? I waited until uh, 12th grade to start skipping school. And out of all the classes I'm skipping, I'm skipping Spanish, too. Oh, my God. I had, like, a 40-something or 30 or 20. I had, like, a 20-something in that class. I can't. Don't quote me on that, man. I, I really. It was a very low grade, though. But I had, like, two months to get the grade up to a D so I can pass. Or at least a C. You know, because we still have finals. So I had to get a C. And then I had to get it A, I had to score high, at least get it high, like a 92, 91, no, like a 95, pardon me, to even pass with a D. So I had to bust my ass, man. Oh my God. Of course I had to cut her off. Um, that was toxic for me in, the, in high school, you know, thought I was in love and all that dumb shit. But uh, yeah, I had to cut her off, tapping, zoning, zone in, and uh, get the job done, which I did made my family proud, graduated, it was a beautiful thing you know, I didn't really think about college like that, I wanted to go to college because my parents didn't go to college at the time but neither did they graduate high school, so that was a big thing for me, so I did that um, after I graduated high school, thought about college, but not really, you know, went straight into working with my pops, we working, working, working Uh, his relationship, they separate, they split up Um, rough time we're working two jobs now i'm 18 so we're working uh, i'm 17 going to 18 i'm working all day with him then we're working all night at the warehouse so we're working all night at the warehouse and in the morning we wake up and then we go to another job you know um doing side work you know so we work for ourselves during the day get a check and then at night we're doing the warehouse work to get another check for the both of us to just to put in the house and make sure that we're keeping everything going so uh yeah so i did that for from 17 to about 18 and 18 um i started feeling some type of way you know I, well actually 18 yeah i started feeling some type of way I was making money i wasn't really getting any money i couldn't really go out on dates you know i couldn't take no girls out on a date it was like damn man you know i felt like a hostage you know i'm working but you're not paying me for the work that i'm doing and i'm too old to not have no money i'm dating these kind of girls like these are women I can't be going out saying this is my dad's call all the time. Or yeah, let me call my dad, and that's kind of what it was. So we butted heads. I was like, you know what? Maybe it's just time for me to go back to New York. So I leave there, go back to New York, start college. Yeah. So. So yeah. So I leave Georgia. We had an argument uh (laughs) that's my pops told me that he's god i am god i was like oh yeah you gotta get up out of here man i don't agree with that energy so dipped off came back to when you know went to to new york um haven't lived with my mom's the whole time you know i'll come back to visit but you know i'm i evolved i changed then i started going through a whole different kind of different kind of issues down there. You know what I mean? But I learned a lot down there. There's a lot of growing down there as well. So I learned learned a lot about life, you know? Became way more humble, you know? Went back, never became arrogant or nothing like that. I just knew I didn't know everything. So, and I I felt bad because me and my pops, we left on bad, I left on bad terms with them. And you know, like I said, I used to look up to my pops, man. So it was like really, it really hurt me. So I looked up to my pops, man. And uh, so it really, really hurt. So I said, you know, the only way for me to get through it was to just You know i I know that you know to just work you know out of sight out of mind kind of deal like just get up just don't think about it keep yourself busy and eventually it won't hurt anymore so i did that enrolled in school uh yeah went to your college enrolled in school and um new territories a new start again for me i'm feeling like okay this is a new start cool i got these things here i'm not the smartest dude i wasn't no bookworm but this is college i'm gonna apply myself i'm gonna do everything i'm gonna try to get everything that i can get because i don't know what i want to do so i did that so on a wednesday they had like club day you know so you go out there uh from like 12 to 2 it's like a two hour break you get to spend with your club chill with your club build with your club you know we chose some people went to go play ball at the gym or others went to go get something to eat we go shopping on the avenue go to a movie, you know, something like that, anything real quick, so we go go kick it, or something like that, or just lounge it, play some Monopoly upstairs, something, while we got breaks for class, it was pretty dope, so, um, so yeah, I, I joined, like, seven clubs first, and then, you know, <laughs> tried to submit my paper, and it was like, oh, no, sir, you can't do that, you gotta pick three, so I picked, uh, I picked three clubs, it was a women's club at the time, I think, the Jamaican club, and then another random club like the music not the music club it was the haitian club i ended up doing because one of my friends ended up being haitian (coughs) so that's what i did i joined those three clubs so uh, no pardon me yeah the haitian club i believe haitian or the dance team it was the dance team dance team the women's club and the jamaican club right so i joined those three clubs and uh from there just kind of you know broaden my horizon so in new york going through college meet my friends and stuff like that lifelong friends too and um yeah everything is going good man i'm doing good so start doing good grades are doing good um started dating you know what i mean and uh everything's turning around for me you know i'm in mean? student government you know and i haven't spoken to my pops at this point i wasn't really speaking to him but he wasn't really talking to me so after about a, about six months you know I'm doing good you know he's we speaking now i'm doing good first semester is up and um you no know, my first year is up so i'm like 20 now well i'm 19 pardon me i went in 18 finished my second my first year i'm 19 now and um <clears throat> we're on break so my like, yo pop my father calls me yo june you know I kicked her out, or whatever the case may be. So him and my stepmother really finally broke up, for real, for real. Like, she came back after I left, apparently. Tried to work it out. But, you know, he kicked her out. So I was like, I really need your help, man. So, again, I go down. And uh, my grandmother got arrested, girl, arrested, so soul. Both of my grandparents, actually, and even my mother, of course. But uh, nobody wanted me to go back. You know, they felt like if you go back, man, you're going to get stuck. You're going to get caught up. And we don't want that to happen you know you're doing so well and me being who i am you know like i said I always had a soft spot for my pop so it's like damn man you know nah, i'm gonna be i i, I believe him you know i don't think he's gonna do it this time and so um So like I said, apartment. No, even in the background. <laughs> yeah, so, um, go to, I, I end up, like I said, I had a source for my pop, so I end up going back. I go back. Uh, I go back. <clears throat> and when I go back, I just, um, what's the name? What's going on now? I go back and uh, I'll help him. He's about to lose the house. So June call, I just need your help. I only need you to come for the time that you won't break. Excuse me, you can help me work and get a couple of the jobs done. And then I can pay off these bills. I'll be good. And then you can go back to school and finish up. I said, okay, pop, cool. Nobody else was convinced. I was, I made up my mind. Man, no, you don't understand. My pops, he really trying to do something. He trying to really, he really needs help. I go down there. And uh, basically, never come back, man. So I go down there, and I know it—it it broke everybody's heart. I—I I, kind of regret it to a point, but um, well, I don't regret it, but I'm—I I'm, I'm, do wish I, I would have finished though. I do wish I would have finished though. So anyway, uh, well, yeah, I regret that. Even though you're not supposed to, I regret that. I should have just finished up. But anyway, I left. Went, up, went down. Tried to help him out. You know, actually helped him out. Got out of debt. Had a lot of money coming in. And uh, it took us about the whole time I was there. You know, he had a lot of things he wanted to do. Plus, we had fun in between here and there. We had fun. We was hanging out, kicking it. It was just me and him in this big-ass house. You know, three story, three floors. One, two, three, four-bedroom. Two two and a half bathroom. Um yeah, two acres of land. Uh full ba- full basement with a storage room. Yeah, with dope. <laughs> had a basketball court in the driveway. Had a pool in the backyard. We started making a pond. We had a dog cage you know, cage in the back back. Like a fenced in area. We built we were about to build a court in the back. You know, it was yeah, we had a lot of stuff going on. So anyway, yeah so um go back help him out we can't everything going good and then um <laughs> i meet my i meet my wife so we go to uh we're hanging out everything is going good you know like i said school's out the window now i'm working i'm making money hella money you know more money's coming in let me say that money's coming in uh yeah money's coming in you know so i so anyway, we're going out, we hanging out, no problem, everything's coming out of one account. We have a joint account, everything's coming out of the account, you know, we just put it in his name, you know, I was young. I ended up getting an account, eventually got a card, but um, it was through the same account, so we would deposit all this money in one account. I didn't understand it as a kid, I'm just, you know, going with the flow. I'm not asking questions, I'm just trusting, you know, my pops. So, um, yeah, so we end up going to this spot called, uh, what, the Peppers? off no, of highway 85 and that was our little spot now i was going to this spot like i said i was 19 when i went out there i was going into that spot from 19 it had to be t- it was 21 and older right so i was i was getting in there but my pops would get me in you know we got the same name so that made everything a lot easier for me to get in right you know he'll let me go to the club you meet him He was regular so he go, Joe, you know come on with me security stopped me hey man you look kind of you look kind of young i you? was like man my son 21 and I would dress, you know, I would dress the part. I would dress older, you know, I would always wear like some slacks, dress up. You know, ain't no kid dressing up that age. I was in the line and I seen guys get turned away that's older than me, but still like 20 years old. I'm 19, dude, 20 years old. Nah, you can't get in. Birthday might be next, Now nah, you can't get in. And I'm going through the same spot with my pops and I'm a regular. So we had a lot of pull in there. Shout out to my man, G, <laughs> bartender, real cool. His whole crew was dope. So anyway, yeah, so we uh we in there one night, see a group of ladies, you know, we boom, we, s- s- nice old vibe. So, I uh, got a couple of girls I'm flirting with on the table, you know, a couple of girls i seen before, I go over there, I'm dancing, my pops is talking to this other girl, she on them hard. So, now is about to, to die, fast forward, night now is now he's about to die, he's still talking to her, they like, each you know, they fucking with each other, he gets a number, cool. So now they start kicking it. You know what I mean? I'm still single. I'm not doing nothing. I'm making money, working. I'm just doing my thing, you know, dating here and there. You know, a couple of girls out of town. You know, doing my thing. I was occupied. I had a girlfriend in New York at the time as well, that I was talking to. Uh, just the distance killed it, and I was young too. I did wanna. I wanted her to move, and I'm like, damn, dude, you too young to be trying to move. A girl out there, 19, you're crazy. So, anyway. <clears throat> 19 I'm um, 20. No, at this point, I'm 20, right? You know what I'm saying? So, we working. I'm down there now. School. Like I said, been out of school. Uh, turned 20 over the summer. Um, kicking it. My pops got this girl. They dating each other. And uh, she's coming over. She always see me, like, damn, you want girl? Like, you ain't got no girl? I'm like, yeah. You know, I got a couple of girls. She's like, yeah, I see a couple of girls, but nah, I ain't. You need to mess with my girl. So, I'm like, yeah, girl. I'm like, get out of here. I got somebody for you. I'm like, yeah, whatever. So, um She's like, I'm going to show you some pictures on the next time. I'm like, all right, whatever. So she next time she comes over, she brings some pictures. I'm showing my agent like a little Polaroid, right? <laughs> Crazy. Brings out the Polaroid pictures, and she's like, yo, look. I'm like, damn, okay. So I'm looking at it. I'm like, all right, she's cute. She's cute, you know. I had a little fatty. I ain't going to hold you. Cute, you know, pretty red bone. Thought so she was like, okay, cool. Let me see what's up. But, you know, I'm a dude. You know, you got to play it off. Yeah, she all right. So, she ended up lining it up. Oh, when she comes back, she'll be back in December or whatever the case may be. Y'all can holler at each other. We can meet up and we can go kick it. Cool. June, how old are you again? I'm 20 years old. Oh, dang. I don't know if she's going to like it. She don't like young dudes and this and a third. So, <clears throat> we go. She's, you know, this time is passing. You know, the girl's coming over. She kicking it with us. She, She's she getting to know me more and more. My pops are more and more. They kicking it. They a couple now so uh eventually you know she's pitching me to i mean, she's selling me like oh yeah you know he's good girl he's mature for his age this and a third he's good so uh she's like all right we, i'll meet him you know we're gonna meet him and see what's up this is an older girl now she's four years older than me you feel me so it's like you know what does he really what can he really do for me got you i dig that right for me it's a big catch i'm like okay i'm gonna get her. that's what i'm thinking anyway but i'm playing the cool i just want to see how she look in person so we meet at the spot called Spine Divots. Now I got basketball practice that day. Uh, my pops, you know, needed me to help. He was helping with basketball practice at the time. And um, yeah, so I'm doing that. We went into basketball practice, and I'm like, "Yo, you know, we got to go in a little while, so you know, we are gonna be in and out, pal. I just want to make sure they see what's up. We cool, you know, have a nice little cool vibe. He's like, "Yeah, don't worry about it." So he does that. Um, go there meet up with the girls like three or four of them there they little regular spot they go to so they kicking back they doing anything they talking you know whatever whatever kick cracking jokes i'm playing it cool sitting back you know being real picky with conversation and uh you know in the beginning you know it was kind of like you know she was one of those girls you know attention you don't i felt like she thought she was all that and she thought i was like oh she thought that i thought this you know just thought the same thing about me oh he think he all that i mean yeah you know he's young and he you know whatever whatever so i don't i can't say we didn't like each other but it was oh it was a little bit like what is this what is it what, you know you think you that ill types it so i guess it was a challenge right so anyway fast forward uh start dating my wife and um you know starting to get to know each other now they're a couple now we're a couple I moved back in the crib, me and my father were handling things, handling business, all the bills are paid up, we Gucci, we ahead, you know, got bank, got money in the bank, like, now we, like, sitting, like, on 7000 collectively, you know, we in the bank, 7000 um, all the bills are paid up, we good, now I'm thinking about, you know, I'm going to give me a car, I mean, you know, I had access to a car, but, you know, I want to eventually start doing different things now, I'm dealing with the older women, you know, I'm thinking about stuff, she has a kid, it's like, damn, you know, I need some more stuff, man, I got to be little bit more equipped so I need to step it up a bit. Pops didn't like that, you know what I'm saying? So eventually him and his Shorty start fucking with each other and he seen me and Shorty getting close and me and my wife getting close at the time and he was like well you know he didn't agree with that in his mind it was just nah yo that's not a girl you wife you know what I'm saying? she gonna use you, she gonna do this, she gonna do that. So he started talking real negative and getting real disrespectful. So, like I said, him and the other girl broke up cause she was full of shit. So I guess he associated her with that. Like, oh, she kicking with her and she cool. And she gotta be full of shit too, right? And I'm like, well, Pops, you know, we don't know. Like, you know, everybody different. And so, you know, he would just make it real uncomfortable. She would come over, you know, play music man loud or some wild shit or yo you know do some shit ignore her oh what's up you know what i'm saying yo ask me to do some off the wall shit yo you or ask some wild shit yo you got the money yo we got to get this money we got to do you going to work tomorrow you know you always pick a fight or pick something right but um i just go to my room close my door big ass house and i'm chilling you know what i'm saying in my room we watch the tv that was my haven i'm a safe haven so we good you know um after a while, you know, started calling her out her name and shit like that, and I was like, alright, she gotta stop, so we got, we started butting heads as men now, not father, son, this is a man thing now, like, damn, you can't talk to the my lady like that, pops, like, that's disrespectful, if you're gonna talk like that, at least let her leave first, and then we can talk, and you can say what you wanna say, We, you know, we can vent, it's cool, but not in front of her, don't disrespect her, you know what I'm saying, and don't, not that I would let you do it in front of me either, but just certain things you can't do you know what i'm saying respectfully so we butt heads on that and again it was you know after you f that get up out of here so now i get out of there fast forward moving with my homeboy but ask my homeboy no 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 i leave my pop's crib and i ask, and i'm moving on in with her for a second so we move into her people's crib for a little no 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 we don't We move into my homeboy's crib first So we moved to my homeboy's crib. I go to my homeboy Doug's crib. I ask him, yo, can I stay here? Me and my wife and my son, can we stay here? He's like, sure. So at this point, I got, she want, you know, Joy moved in with me, or my wife moved in with me. Uh, So it's us and my son, you know what I'm saying? And our stepson, so, you know, he made it uncomfortable, we ended up leaving, moved in with my home, and my homeboy, he had a house. So we rented a room, you know, um, things were cool. After a while, you know, he had a he he had an issue with her. You know, Joan, I don't like her. She doing this, she doing that. I'm like, all right, bro, I feel you. But uh, he tried to get disrespectful, so I had to we butted heads. I had to, you know, deal with that, and moved out, moved into with her family. And so after I moved in with her family, now it was uh, I moved in with her family, and um, yeah family was cool at this point everybody was still trying to figure out who the, who the hell out you know what i was about but i was doing good i did good you know but you know new york city boy what you doing with, with with her and look at the age gap and what does he have so she would lie and literally to to like boost me up so they wouldn't talk negative about me or think negatively about me or give me a chance you know what i mean so she felt the need that she felt that's what she had to do with when she was younger so that's what it was for her but uh Yeah, so we ended up moving in, you know, stayed there for a little while, ended up moving in, um, yeah, like I said, stayed for a little while, worked hard, ended up moving to town apartment. Got our first apartment in Riverdale. Uh, We had no car, you know, but it was our first apartment, and it was a townhouse, so it was fucking dope. So uh, Pine Hills, townhomes. So we moved in there, I'm working, she's working. We didn't have a car yet. Everything is going good, perfectly fine. You know what I mean? We're doing really, really good. So we start doing our thing, working, working, working. And then um So then uh yeah. Goes into um in my pop's crib, that was that. So now you, my know, wife, we moving together, we're doing good and um, you know, that's when the marriage life starts so uh I'll probably get into that on the next one but um yeah man that was just uh so that's like the beginning the beginning of my life so far and some of the ups and downs you know things that goes on so I might make this a book man part of my book my story right so I'm gonna keep it going Thanks for listening. June's Logic. Part one. My life. Peace. Yo, yo. Grand Rising Kings and Queens. We are back with another episode of June's Logic. Notification has been sent. Thank you for joining. So. Next episode. Today's episode. Uh, we're going to be talking about... um. You know becoming a knight so i introduced you to the game of chess well explain the game of chess and the outlook and my views on that and then uh we went into the introduction of the pawn and now we're going to go into the knight which i believe is very is pretty much in most cases the next step you know if you're going to do it step by step if you if you're building this machine step by step so you've now graduated from a pawn to a knight you made your move to set yourself up so you become a warrior you know and um The equivalent of a knight, to break it down, uh, would be basically, now it's time for you to put the work in. So, for example, you filled out the application. You sent the um, the application, and uh, it's been a little while, but they finally got back to you and said, hey, you got the job. Right? So you've been knighted. Welcome to the team. God has knighted you. Now you have something that you stand for, something that you're fighting for every day something that you believe in something that motivates you you know to keep going and build this machine you know your routine is starting to kick in you know you make sure you pray every day you know you have a nice routine you're a solid individual and now you are a warrior you know standing up for this you know you have to be in the fight to some capacity so um you know you get knighted so um yeah so let's stay on that a little bit you know like i said i want to just uh explain the role of a knight right so mm-hmm. now like i said you have something that you you're living for you're fighting for you're for you believe in yourself it could be anything you know um anything that motivates you to keep going and and, and anything that might have helped you see the bigger picture for yourself right so um as a knight you know you work well in close in in, in small areas you know you're not so much You know so much focused on Going out and spreading the word As of yet, you know, that's the next step Right now you got to get the information You got to put in the work So now you're doing your groundwork This is what we call the grind So as a knight, once you transition from your pawn to your knight That's when the grind really starts You know, a lot of people say Oh, you know, once you get the job, you know That's it, it's over No, that's when the race begins Because now you got to prove yourself And you have to uphold this position And lead by example, right? Because you're going to be hands-on with things so like i said if whether it be you get a job or you start this business or you know you have a new idea um anything that's brand new that you finally made solid you are now in your grind stage you have knight- you have now been knighted so welcome to the game my knight <clears throat> now you're more effective by right you're more effective the closer you are to the king you know um Like I said, you're you're new to this, so you're learning the game. You're just more hands-on. You have a job, and it and it requires a lot. You know, you have to protect the word of God, um, and the message that He sent you. You know, and whatever that may be behind that, whether it be just you know you and your family, or just you and your goals, or you and your dreams. You know, you have to come up with a strategy and be strategic on how you start opening up to the world and uh, letting it be known that you know this is my stance. This is what I stand for, right? And start fighting your fight. So like I said, yeah, you've been knighted, you know, stay close to the king so you can get those direct orders. You know, you can see what, what goes on because eventually you will become a king. So you want to mimic their moves, you know? So, uh, in retrospect, that would be the the equivalent of having like a mentor, right? So for years, man, years, I mean, I even, you know, sometimes still have issues with it, right? I've had trouble finding the proper mentor, mentorship, for even myself, you know, and um, I'm a middle-aged well, not even I'm a younger guy, but um, sometimes like you need you need guidance, man. You know, I would I've graduated. I went to from the pawn stage to the knight stage, and from the knight stage to the bishop bishop stage, and I'll explain the difference in that. But when I made that transition to the bishop stage, I didn't know how to what moves to make. I had nobody else to advise me on, you know certain things to expect the older i get or the you know the deeper i get or the higher i get in the position you know the closer i get to god you know what i mean and and that's the king of all kings right And so the closer i get to god i have to understand my role <clears throat> i transition to the bishop role um not i would say to a point prematurely not as far as not as far as my mental was well yeah as far as my mental was concerned not even the information information was good the work was easier for me um i was very comfortable with that aspect of things right but as far as the the mental uh letting things go and not holding on to certain things and not letting things bother you you know being more spiritually tapped in it and 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 inclined you know spiritually connected spiritually aligned you know i missed that point and um That's very important man you got to understand you know what's to what's to come even when you don't know you know you read books you know that's information is important man education is information is education you can self-educate as long as you're getting the information so um don't want to go the point but basically you know you as a knight you know now you are starting to write this is your testimony now this is what you're going through to get where you're trying to go so before you start calling the shots And trying to lead other people to victory. You got to go through the grind. And you got to get certain things established. Bottom line. To solidify the things that you're saying. And it's going to catapult you to the front of the line. So you'll have your time to shine. Young king. Young young queen. You'll have your time to shine. You know. But you have to put the work in. So um, though you went from a small piece to a bigger piece. That looks fancy and nice. And it's a great position. It's dope. It's good to talk about. It doesn't stop. You got to keep going. Okay, it's nice. Yeah, I got the whole outfit. It's fire. Yeah, the head My hat look like the horse hat and all of that. You know, just you know, follow me for a minute, right? So yeah, I'm, I'm I got this nice old fashionable piece. You know, I could talk about it. Yeah, it's like that. It's it stands out. You know what I mean? But um, how solid is that piece? You know, are, are you are you are you solid? Or are you just talking about it? And at this point, I don't really don't think. It's you come too far to go back, you know, so for all the young guys out there, you know, in young queens, you know, you have your direction. They have their groups. Right. So for the young guys out there, man, you have to, uh, you know, don't give up, man. It, is, it does get hard, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. It does get hard. It gets lonely at times. Um, things are going to happen. The unex- expect the unexpected, which means don't put too much past a lot of people because you got to understand they're human just like you. So that honest mistake that you made, you have to expect an honest mistake from somebody. The only thing that we that I would require, really for me, that I require in my situations, is just transparency, accountability. You know what I'm saying? Humility comes with that. You know, if you if you're a hum if you have enough humility to be accountable and tell somebody, yo, this was you know, I want to right my wrongs and this is what I did wrong. I love you. I would never do that to you again. I just didn't understand it. Fire is hot now. I get it. Then for me, I'm cool with that. I can work with that. But if you don't ever see nothing wrong with what you did and you don't know what's going on and you blame blaming the world for your issues, man, you got a problem. A personal problem. It's not... It's just something that you got to grow in, man. That's a, that's the area you have to grow in. You're never going to make the next person hurt as much as you. There's people out there that have have, have... have murdered people because they were mad at them. You know what I mean? You know, and it, and it was like a let's say like a retaliation kind of a deal right um you hear stories and you see documentaries all the time well i do you know all across the board and you hear some of these guys that always you know somebody regrets it like damn man you know i wouldn't even did it you know because i can't bring this person back it doesn't it doesn't make a difference i did that in the moment but i can't even bring my homeboy or my homegirl back or my son or my daughter or my mother my father back so we we, as a human being you know we tend to regret that you know what i mean so You know, as a knight, you got to make sure you're painting the picture that you want. You're setting yourself up for the next move. Like I said, if you're going to be the lead next, if that's the next stop for you from being, you know, yeah, from being a worker or laborer to going to a lead position. You know, if you're going to make that transition, you got to be able to lead people. You got to be able to know what it is that you're talking about. You know what I mean? You got to be able to show me what you're talking about. Right. And in the past, I have even fell short of that before myself, you know, running ahead of my time and, and, and moving fast. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot easier when you have a team of and support behind you that really supports your dreams and your movement. That's why it's very important to create your team and just know who you are first, though. So you attract the right crowd and you're going to the right people. You know, you're not know where you need you don't need to be, you know, so um, you can stay in bounds, stay in your lane. You know, and, and like I said, you elevate. So. Now you're that night piece. You know your duties and your responsibilities. You know what you got to do. Time to put in the work. If you want to be that basketball player, young man, you want to play ball, you know, then that's what you want to do. You don't need to be spending, you need to focus on what it is that you want. You got to focus on that thing. You got to put in that time. You know, they say 10,000 hours and anything, you've perfected it. So it's like, okay, start getting your time in, man. Shoot them jump shots, time yourself. Don't even count the jump shots. Just shoot for an hour. You know, dribble for an hour. You know, do layups for an hour. Stand under the basket and drop step and dunk off the vert for an hour. Or just dunk off the vert for an hour. You know what I mean? Not just certain things like that to perfect your craft. And if you have more than one, you know, just try to do one thing at a time. Really, you know, sometimes multitasking is great. But when it comes to, you know, your big dreams and your deep dreams, if you're doing it by yourself and you don't have a team, you know, you want to do one thing at a time. But if you have a team and you built your team, and you have a nice support system, and they believe in you, then you know, shit, half of the battle was done. But the rest is on you. So, young knight, you know, you know, my young knights now, welcome to the game. Now you're in the game. You went from watching the game and doing good in practice to being in the starting five. So now you in the starting five. What you going to do? Put your work in, man. Put your work in. So that's the introduction to a knight. It is what it is. Uh, on our next podcast, we're going to be talking about, you know, the um, the bishop role. Well, the role of a bishop, pardon me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, what is expected of you and that. Not even expected of you, but, you know, give you an explanation or brief explanation on how what the importance of that piece on the chessboard in building your own machine to fight the system that oppresses a lot of us. You know, um, like I said, you make sure you stay spiritually inclined, man, because that gets you through these rough spots. You know, um, you have to learn or get to a point where you can at least learn how to pray to God and not feel like you're talking to yourself. You know, so, um, and it takes a lot of understanding yourself, you know, not being embarrassed. But one step at a time, man. Like I said, you just entered the game, you are now a knight, you got the torch now, you know. We you're 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 next up. We're putting our faith in you. We want to see what you do now. You know, we're giving you the ball. So come in the game. Welcome to the game. Show us what you got. Stay in the fight, you know, and and, and stand tall. You know, you're a warrior of God now. You are, uh, you know, you're armored now. You're covered by God. But you got to move the right way. So there's always a balance. You got to move the right way. You got to sacrifice some things. Some things are going to be harder than others to sacrifice because you want an explanation. A lot of times, man, you know, nobody owes you anything. So you pray about it. You let it go and uh, you keep moving. You keep going because it doesn't stop. Life doesn't stop. Even when we pass, we still go. Time goes on. Things will change. You know, you just adapt and adjust and, you know, in a godly manner and i think you'll be perfectly fine i know you will it's working for me so uh keep it going man you know like i said uh young king young queen young air and uh let it go so a quick couple of quick shout out you know shouts out uh team humble at team underscore humble underscore one you know um hit them up in the dm uh for the you know shirts they have some shirts now being made and printed up also with the mask i think it's like a twenty dollar deal for both but uh, like i said you hit them up and uh check them out man team humble support the movement uh yeah shout out to team humble also i want to shout out uh Blinkmore, um bar lashes uh or bar her lashes i think that's the new uh i think that's her new instagram name but it was uh, at Blinkmore. So, uh, you guys check her out for your lashes. Uh, she does tutorials as well. Um, really dope individual, man. Uh, like I said, check it out at Blinkmore. Um, also, uh, yeah, man, just want to shout out everybody showing love. Tapping in, man. Um, got a couple of plays and, and we're doing good. We're moving. Um, so the podcast thing, like I said, it's, it's, it's very new. You know, I thank you guys for for, for chilling with me and, and, and kicking it with me. You know, and uh, that's what we do. This is, um... A friendly zone <laughs> all positive thoughts all positive um feedback uh we will touch on some things that may not be you know that may look be looked upon as a negative, but you know no no judgment here you know we just tap on certain current events, but uh we mainly stick to you know prosperity spiritual alignment wellness you know that's what we that's what we're here for man so um if you are everything is mostly majority of my conversation is going to be positive like i said if it's anything negative it will be some kind of news that needs to be brought to your attention in my opinion but uh again this is june's logic so who gives a shit right (laughs) we here we chilling man so um yeah um like i said thanks for tapping in um again you guys leave a comment you know let me know if you like it leave some likes man shouts to everybody showing love uh, if you want to follow me, follow me. I'm at, at the one, Warren CJ. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, shout me out. Um, thanks for the love, everybody. I appreciate it, man. And until next time, man, remember, you are now knighted. Uh, welcome to the game. Now the grind starts for you. All right? Peace. Yo yo. Grand Rising Kings and Queens. We are back with another episode of June's Logic. Notification has been sent. Thank you for joining. So, next episode, today's episode, uh, we're going to be talking about, um, you know, becoming a knight. So I introduced you to the game of chess. Well, explain the game of chess and the outlook and my views on that. And then uh, we went into the introduction of the pawn. And now we're going to go into the knight, which I believe is very is pretty much in most cases the next step. You know, if you're going to do it step by step, if you, if you're building this machine step by step. So you've now graduated from a pawn to a knight. You made your move to set yourself up. So you become a warrior, you know, and um, the equivalent of a knight to break it down uh, would be basically. Now it's time for you to put the work in. So, for example, you filled out the application. You sent the the, the, um, the application. And uh, it's been a little while, but they finally got back to you and said, hey, you got the job. Right? So you've been knighted. Welcome to the team. God has knighted you. Now you have something that you stand for, something that you're fighting for every day. Something that you believe in. Something that motivates you, you know, to keep going and build this machine. You know, your routine is starting to kick in. You know, you make sure you pray every day. You know, you have a nice routine. You're a solid individual. And now you are a warrior, you know, standing up for this you know you have to be in the fight to some capacity so um you know you get knighted so um yeah so let's stay on that a little bit you know like i said i want to just uh explain the role of a knight right so now like i said you have something that you you're living for you're fighting for you stand for you believe in yourself it could be anything you know um anything that motivates you to keep going and 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 Anything that might have helped you see the bigger picture for yourself, right? So, um, as a knight, you know you work well in close in, in, in small areas. You know you're not so much, you know, so much focused on going out and spreading the word as of yet. You know that's the next step. Right now, you got to get the information. You got to put in the work. So now you're doing your groundwork. This is what we call the grind. So as a knight, once you transition from your pawn to your knight, that's when the grind really starts. You know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, once you get the job, you know, that's it, it's over. No, that's when the race begins because now you got to prove yourself and you have to uphold this position and lead by example. Right. Because you're going to be hands on with things. So, like I said, if whether it be you get a job or you start this business or, you know, you have a new idea, um, anything that's brand new that you finally made solid. You are now in your grind stage, you have you have now been knighted. So welcome to the game, my knight. <clears throat> now, you're more effective by right. You're more effective the closer you are to the king. You know, um, like I said, you're you're new to this. So you're learning the game. You're just more hands on. You have a job and it, and it requires a lot. You know, you have to protect the word of God um, and the message that he sent you, you know, and whatever that may be behind that, whether it be just, you know, you and your family or just you and your goals or you and your dreams, you know. You have to come up with a strategy and be strategic on how <clears throat> you start opening up to the world and uh, letting it be known that, you know, this is my stance. This is what I stand for, right? And start fighting your fight. So, like I said, yeah, you've been knighted, you know? Stay close to the king so you can get those direct orders, you know? You can see what what goes on because eventually you will become a king. So, you want to mimic their moves, you know? So, uh, in retrospect, that would be the, the equivalent of having, like, a mentor, right? Right? So for years, man, years, I mean, I even, you know, sometimes still have issues with it. Right. I've had trouble finding the proper mentor mentorship for even myself, you know, and um, I'm a middle aged. Well, not even I'm a younger guy, but um, sometimes like you need you need guidance, man. You know, I would I've i I, graduated, I went to from the pawn stage to the night stage and from the night stage to the bishop, bishop stage. And I'll explain the difference in that. But when I made that transition to the bishop stage, I didn't know how to what moves to make. I had nobody else to advise me on, you know, certain things to expect. The older I get, or the you know the deeper I get, or the higher I get in the position, you know, the closer I get to God. You know what I mean? And and that's the King of all Kings, right? And so the closer I get to God, I have to understand my role. <clears throat> I transitioned to the bishop role. Um, not, I would say to a point prematurely Not as far as Not as far as my mental was Well yeah as far as my mental was concerned Not even the information Information was good the work was easier for me um, I was very comfortable with that Aspect of things right But as far as the, the mental uh, Letting things go and not Holding on to certain things and not letting things Bother you you know being more spiritually Tapped in it and, and and Inclined you know spiritually Connected spiritually aligned you know, I missed that point, and um, that's very important, man. You gotta understand, you know what's to what's to come, even when you don't know. You know, you read books. You know, that's information is important, man. Education is inf- information is education. You can self educate as long as you get the information. So um, don't want to go off point, but basically, you know. You, as a knight, you know, now you're starting to write. This is your testimony now. This is what you're going through to get where you're trying to go. So before you start calling the shots and trying to lead other people to victory, you got to go through the grind and you got to get certain things established. Bottom line. To solidify the things that you're saying. And it's going to catapult you to the front of the line. So you'll have your time to shine, young king, young young queen. You'll have your time to shine, you know, but you have to put the work in. So, um, though you went from a small piece to a bigger piece that looks fancy and nice and it's a great position. It's dope. It's good to talk about. It doesn't stop. You got to keep going. Okay. It's nice. Yeah. I got the whole outfit. It's fire. Yeah. The head, my hat looked like the horse hat and all of that, you know, just, you know, follow me for a minute. Right. So yeah, I'm, I'm a fire. I got this nice little fashionable piece. You know, I could talk about it. Yeah. It's like that. It's, it stands out. You know what I mean? But, um, how solid is that piece, you know? Are are you, are, you, are you solid or are you just talking about it? And at this point, I don't really don't think... it's you come too far to go back, you know? So for all the young guys out there, you know, in young queens, you know, you have your direction. They have their groups, right? So for the young guys out there, man, you have to, uh, you know, don't give up, man. It, is, it does get hard, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. It does get hard. It gets lonely at times. Um, things are going to happen. The unex- expect the unexpected. Which means don't put too much past a lot of people because you got to understand they're human just like you. So that honest mistake that you made, you have to expect an honest mistake from somebody. The only thing that we that I would require, really for me, that I require in my situations, is just transparency, accountability. You know what I'm saying? Humility comes with that. You know, if you if you're a human, if you have enough humility to be accountable and tell somebody, yo, this was, you know, I want to right my wrongs and this is what I did wrong. I love you. I would never do that to you again. I just didn't understand it. Fire is hot now. I get it. Then for me, I'm cool with that. I can work with that. But if you don't ever see nothing wrong with what you did, and you don't know what's going on, and you blame the world for your issues, man, you got a problem. A personal problem. It's not. It's just something that you got to grow in, man. That's a that's the area you have to grow in. You're never gonna make the next person hurt as much as you. There's people out there that have 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 murdered people because they were mad at them you know what i mean you know and it and it was like a let's say like a retaliation kind of a deal right um you hear stories and you see documentaries all the time well i do you know all across the board and you hear some of these guys that always you know somebody regrets it like damn man you know i wouldn't have even did it you know because i can't bring this person back it doesn't it doesn't make a difference i did that in the moment but i can't even bring my homeboy or my homegirl back or my son or my daughter or my mother my father back so we we, as a human being you know we tend to regret that you know what i mean so you know as a knight you got to make sure you're painting the picture that you want you're setting yourself up for the next move like i said if you're gonna be the lead next if that's the next stop for you from being you know yeah, from being a worker or a laborer to going to a lead position. You know? If you're gonna make that transition, you gotta be able to lead people. You gotta be able to know what it is that you're talking about. You know what I mean? You gotta be able to show me what you're talking about. Right? And in the past I've even fell short of that before myself, you know. Running ahead of my time and, and, and moving fast. You know, it's 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 a lot easier when you have a team of and support behind you that really supports your dreams and your movement. That's why it's very important to create your team and just know who you are first though. So you attract the right crowd and you're going to the right people. You know, you're not, nowhere you know where you need, you don't need to be, you know, so, um, you can stay in bounds, stay in your lane, you know, and, and like I said, you elevate. So now you're that night piece, you know, your duties and your responsibilities, you know what you got to do, time to put in the work. If you want to be that basketball player, young man, you want to play ball, you know, then that's what you want to do. You don't need to be spending, you need to focus on what it is that you want. You got to focus on that thing. You got to put in that time. You know, they say 10,000 hours and anything, you've perfected it. So it's like, okay, sh- start getting your timing, man. Shoot them jump shots. Time yourself. Don't even count the jump shots. Just shoot for an hour. You know, dribble for an hour. You know, do layups for an hour. Stand under the basket and drop step and dunk off the vert for an hour or just dunk off the vert for an hour. You know what I mean? Not. Just certain things like that to perfect your craft. And if you have more than one... You know, I just try to do one thing at a time. Really, you know, sometimes multitasking is great. But when it comes to, you know, your big dreams and your deep dreams, if you're doing it by yourself and you don't have a team, you know, you want to do one thing at a time. But if you have a team and you built your team and you have a nice support system and they believe in you, then, you know, shit, half of the battle is done. But the rest is on you. So, young knight... You know, you know, my young knights now, welcome to the game. Now you're in the game. You went from watching the game and doing good in practice to being in the starting five. So now you're in the starting five. What you going to do? Put your work in, man. Put your work in. So that's the introduction to a knight. It is what it is. Uh, On our next podcast, we're going to be talking about, you know, the um, the bishop role. Well, the role of a bishop, pardon me. And, uh, you know, what is expected of you and that, not even expected of you, but, you know, give you an explanation or brief explanation on how, what the importance of that piece on the chessboard in building your own machine to fight the system that oppresses a lot of us, you know, um, like I said, you make sure you stay spiritually inclined, man, because that gets you through these rough spots, you know, um. You have to learn or get to a point where you can at least learn how to pray to God and not feel like you're talking to yourself. You know, so um, and it takes a lot of understanding yourself, you know, not being embarrassed. But one step at a time. man. like I said, you just entered the game. You are now a night. You got the torch now. You know, we you're 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 next up. We're putting our faith in you. We want to see what you do now. You know, we're giving you the ball. So come in the game. Welcome to the game. Show us what you got Stay in the fight You know And and, and stand tall you're a, you're a warrior of God now You are uh, You know You're armored now You're covered By God But you gotta move the right way So there's always a balance You gotta move the right way You gotta sacrifice some things Some things are gonna be harder Than others to sacrifice Because you want an explanation and A lot of times man You know Nobody owes you anything So you pray about it You let it go And uh, you keep moving. You keep going. Because it doesn't stop. Life doesn't stop. Even when we pass, we still go. Time goes on. Things will change. You know, you just adapt and adjust in, you know, in a godly manner. And I think you'll be perfectly fine. I know you will. It's working for me. So, uh, keep it going, man. You know, like I said. uh, Young king, young queen, young heir. And uh, let it go. So a quick couple of quick shout out, you know, shouts out uh, Team Humble at Team underscore Humble underscore one, you know, um, hit them up in the DM uh, for the, you know, shirts. They have some shirts now being made and printed up also with the mask. I think it's like a $20 deal for both. But uh, like I said, you hit them up and uh, check them out, man. Team Humble support the movement. Uh, Yeah. Shout out to Team Humble. Also, I want to shout out uh, Blinkmore, um, Bar Lashes, uh, or Bar Her Lashes. I think that's the new. Uh, I think that's her new Instagram name, but it was at, uh, at Blinkmore. So uh, you guys check her out for your lashes. Uh, she does tutorials as well. Um, really dope individual, man. Uh, like I said, check it out at Blinkmore. Um, also, uh, yeah, man. I just want to shout out everybody showing love tapping in man um got a couple of plays and and we're doing good we're moving um so the podcast thing like i said is it's, it's very new you know i thank you guys for 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 chilling with me and, and, and kicking it with me you know and uh, that's what we do this is um a friendly zone <laughs> all positive thoughts all positive um feedback uh we will touch on some things that may not be you know that may look, be looked upon as a negative, but you know, no, no judgment here. You know, we just tap on certain current events, but uh, we mainly stick to, you know, prosperity, spiritual alignment, wellness. You know, that's what we—that's what we're here for, man. So um, if you, uh, everything is mostly psh, majority of my conversation is gonna be positive. Like I said, if it's anything negative, it will be some kind of news that needs to be brought to your attention, in my opinion. But uh, again, this is June's logic. So who gives a shit, right? <laughs> we here, we chilling, man. So um, yeah um like i said thanks for tapping in um again you guys leave a comment you know let me know if you like it leave some likes man shouts to everybody showing love uh if you want to follow me follow me i'm at the, at the one warren cj you know what i mean and uh yeah shout me out um thanks for the love everybody i appreciate it man and until next time man remember you are now united uh welcome to the game Now the grind starts for you, all right? Peace.